Louisville City FC is on the air. And it's in. Dylan Maris scores for Louis City from 19 yards away. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. He's got to score and he does. Musa Galusa taps it in. He was wide open and Brian Ownby provided the service. Now live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It is rivalry night at Lynn Family Stadium. The 19th all-time meeting tonight between Louisville City FC and the Indy 11. And the second meeting this season after Louisville traveled north of I-65 and took a 1-0 win over Indy back in late May. A season-high crowd expected to be on hand tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. Well over 13,000 tickets sold in advance of tonight's game. And the energy boost of a big crowd couldn't have come at a more needed time for Lou City. The boys in purple are on a three-game USL losing streak. The first such streak since 2015, their inaugural season, and they've never suffered a four-game losing streak in league play. The offense, or lack thereof, continues to plague Lou City. Just three multi-goal performances this season. And their 21st league game, 18 goals overall, is the second fewest in the USL championship. Defensively, though, Lou City has performed ably this season, keep keeping them in the thick of the playoff chase in the Eastern Conference. And that defense has added reinforcements this week. New Zealander Kyle Adams has joined the team in a transfer from San Diego Loyal, a 26-year-old. Adams has six years of professional experience in the USL and will make his Lou City debut tonight from the start. Tonight's opponents, Indy, coming off of their best win of the season, a 3-1 triumph at conference-leading Pittsburgh on Wednesday night. Head coach Mark Lowry making several changes to his team tonight, attempting to keep his squad fresh on short rest. Lou City coming off of a much-needed week of rest. Will they be full of energy tonight in the sweltering late July heat? If they don't, they would be in danger of setting a dubious bit of history. It's Lou City versus the Indy 11 tonight, live from Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside Spencer Brown, our producer back in the ESPN Louisville studios. And Casey, Lou City is in the midst of arguably the lowest points in team history in this their ninth season. But tonight with a season-high crowd on hand, it feels like a good performance from the boys in purple would put all of those struggles in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect opportunity with the Phil the Fam game tonight. It's a beautiful night for soccer. It sets the stage really well for Louisville City to be able to come out, bounce back from performances that aren't typically what we're used to seeing from them and really put together a solid performance tonight, get a win in this match. You've got to imagine then that would kind of put a lot of the other matches in the rearview mirror for a lot of these fans and it'll get fans coming out to more games and kind of flip the script change the narrative for this team but on the flip side things don't go as planned it could really just be even more of a downward spiral because you're gonna have players that are upset fans that are disappointed it's just it's it could go either way but I really do think that we're on the positive swing. Last game, there was a lot of positives to take away from it. It didn't end the way we wanted to, but there was so much to take away that I think this is the game where everything changes. Just two wins for Lou City since the end of the month of May. Just one win 
in the month of July. I mentioned the week of rest. That was much needed. They played five games in 15 days to open the month of July, including four different league games and a friendly against Atlante out of Mexico. So the boys in purple have had a week to rest, a week to heal up, and also, as it turned out, a week to add some reinforcements. A big move, a headline-making move in the USL this week. Blue City and San Diego engaging in a deal. Enoch Mushagalusa sent to San Diego for a loan that will last through the rest of this season. He is due to come back to Louisville City next year under contract through the 2024 season. So Matiti leaves Lou City for the rest of this season, will return ahead of next year, however, and in return for Mushagalusa, Louisville City adding Kyle Adams, the 26-year-old center back at 6'2", a left-footed player, and he is going to make his Louisville City debut tonight in a start. Here's what he, Kyle Adams, and his new head coach, Danny Cruz, had to say about that move earlier this week when they spoke to reporters. My name is Kyle Adams. Um, grew up in New Zealand. Been playing in San Diego the last couple of years, um, and I like to think I'm pretty comfortable on the ball and good playing out, and I think uh, that will help the team here a lot. Um, just being able to bring the ball out from the back and um, continue it forward um, into the attack. He's someone that we feel uh, brings a lot to our group, left-footed player, really good on the ball, strong in the air, um, you know, and so we felt he'd be a, a perfect fit from a human standpoint. He's a great person. Uh, he's someone that, you know, we made a lot of phone calls before we, we did the deal uh, and, and obviously spoke to Kyle as well. So uh, we're happy with the addition. I think it allows us more flexibility from a shape perspective, which we, wouldn't, we haven't been able to, to really do at all uh, this year through, through injuries. Um, and so all in all, we feel it's a, it's a good addition uh, to the group. That's Danny Cruz talking about the new signee, Kyle Adams, mentioning flexibility that he brings to this team in terms of formation and shape, and they will utilize that flexibility tonight. We will chat about that formation, what Louisville City looks like tonight, with, again, Adams making a start in his debut. That's one of the headlines tonight for Louisville City. A record crowd expected tonight on a hot evening in late July. They are filing into their seats, well over 13,000 expected to be on hand this evening. We will bring you all of the action at the top of the hour, kickoff set for just a few minutes past 8 o'clock, but more on Kyle Adams and what Louisville City will line up like tonight when we return during this pregame show. Loose City against the Indy 11 at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A lot of things are better when they're fast. Medicine that's fast acting. I feel better already. Internet that's lightning fast. (laughs) Food you can cook fast. Popcorn's done. But one thing that's not better when it's fast is driving. Because driving too fast endangers your life and the lives of others. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The summer weather is probably taking a toll on your roof, and you may not even be aware. So take a look at your roof, and if you have any kind of damage... 
Call Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. They'll work with your insurance company and go to bat for you if they have to so you can get the coverage you deserve. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal replaced my roof four years ago, and they did great work and timely work. And that's what Carlin has done since 1984. 458-9898 or online at carlinroofs.com. That's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com. Nance and Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 90 degrees right now at Lynn Family Stadium, but it feels, with a heat index well above that, like 98 degrees. So it is a hot one, but that was to be expected at this time of year. A heat wave across the country finally being felt here in Louisville, Kentucky. But it's summertime. What else do you expect? A good number of fans filing in early for this one, and again, a season-high crowd of well over 13,000 expected to be on hand tonight. Louisville City FC, Casey rolling out a little bit of a different look tonight. Kyle Adams, the new signee, is starting and we expect that we will see a three-man back line with Adams, Sean Tosh, and Wes Sharpie combining as that three-center back back line. We expect a couple of wing backs, Oscar Jimenez and Amadou Dia, to complement them as a back five when they are defending. What do you make of this look for Louisville City? We've seen a lot of experimentation from Danny Cruz, some necessary because of injuries, some because they're just looking for answers to try and right the ship this season. What do you think about what we're going to see tonight from Louisville City? I'm really excited about it, and here's the reason. I know a lot of fans were really upset that we signed a defender and not an attacking player, but I I don't think they thought all the way through it because here's the thing. With playing this three-back system, which we didn't have the personnel to be able to do it. Even though we tried it before, we didn't truly have the personnel to do it to be successful, and now we do. So what this is going to allow to happen is it's going to allow those outside backs. Today we got Dia and Jimenez, but it's going to allow those outside backs to push higher up the field and get more involved in the attack, therefore giving us more numbers offensively. It's then also going to allow our wing forwards to not have to be stranded on islands out wide. It's going to allow them to be able to come inside and have more of that movement that allowed us to be so successful last game. So it yes, we signed another defender, but it really what that does is it gives us more bodies offensively and it's going to allow us to be more creative and take more risks offensively. The way we're looking at the lineup right now is we think it'll be a front three with Ownby, Lancaster, and Tellefson. But there's some flexibility there, I think, Casey, with Ownby being such a creative force, played 90 minutes in the loss to Birmingham last weekend. Wait, said no to coming off. That's right. Said no to coming off last game. <laughs> so he's clearly feels healthy and is confident in his health, which has been an issue over the last few months of the season, which has really hurt Louisville City. But he's back, playing seemingly at his healthy best. I would 
be curious to see how Louisville plays that front three, whether Ombi lines up wide or whether he tucks more in the middle and tries to combine with Lancaster down the middle and maybe we, maybe we see Tellison drop back into the midfield some, get those wing backs up forward. I think there is a, a lot of versatility and a lot of fluidity that we might see tonight from Louisville City in the attack, which is something that has been really missing from this team. That's what they've been needing. They've been so just... I am a center forward, I play center forward, I am a wing forward, I play out wide. And with this lineup that we have and the personnel that we have out there, I think we're going to see a whole lot of interchange. I think you're going to see potentially Brian Ombi and Lancaster sitting up top as the two center forwards. I think you're going to see Tellefson drop in. I think you're going to see Tellefson out wide. So I think there's going to be so much movement and change. It's going to be tough for Indy to keep track of everybody. Casey's going to give you her keys to the game when we return. Lou City against the Indy 11 tonight at Lynn Family Stadium here on ESPN. In Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Blue City taking on the Indy 11 tonight. Indy coming into the game. They occupy the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. That is eighth place in the East. 25 points, just four points back of Louisville City, who are sitting in sixth place themselves. A record of 6-7-7 six, seven, and seven overall in league play for Indy, but they are playing some of their best soccer of the season right now. Four of their last five, matter of fact, I beg your pardon, five of their last six without a loss, only one loss in their last six, and that is includes a victory over the Pittsburgh Riverhounds on Wednesday night. One of the biggest wins of the season that Indy has had. 3-1 to one on the road in Pittsburgh. The team that currently leads the Eastern Conference, Aiden Quinn, former Louisville City captain, scored a potential goal of the year candidate in that game from near midfield about 50 yards away. And they were off and running 
winning 3-1. to one. So Casey Whitfield, this is an Indy team that, while below Louisville City in the standings, will be coming in confident after that big win on Wednesday night. And it's a cliche, but I think it applies. The rivalry game always brings out the best in both teams. We saw a very competitive game in the first meeting back in May up in Indy. I would expect the same thing tonight. Oh, it's not going to be an easy match. Coming, Being confident, coming off a big win, and then having the opportunity to come into your rival's home where they're having one of their biggest games of the season and embarrass them in front of their home crowd. I mean, it's sets the stage beautifully for them. So they're going to come out, even though they might have some tired legs, they're going to come out with a lot of energy. Casey Whitfield has her keys for tonight's game just a few minutes ahead of kickoff. So for Lou City, tonight they have to have energy and movement offensively. Last game was the most exciting that we've looked offensively for a while, and it was due to our energy and our movement up top. So we have to build off that tonight. We have to continue to have high energy when we get in the final third and have a lot of dynamic movement off the ball so we're able to create some scoring opportunities and put the ball in the back of the net. Next, we have to be tighter on set pieces. Last game, we gave up two goals on corner kicks, which is not acceptable. We have to make sure that we're organized on our set pieces and tighter to our marks so we don't allow players to run through unmarked or for the ball to bounce inside the 18-yard box with no one clearing it. And then finally, take advantage of the moment. This is the Fill the Fam game. There's going to be well over 13,000 people here based on ticket sales so far and seeing the fans filling in. It's no lie that this hasn't been the best spell of performances in games for Louisville City, and players and fans are frustrated. But tonight is the moment to flip the script and come out in front of a massive crowd on a beautiful night, put some goals away, and come away with the big win. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. Blue City against the Indy 11 tonight before 13,000-plus at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. We are in the thick of summer, and with the hottest days of the year ahead, you're about to find out how strong your cooling system is. And if you find out that it's not ready for the long summer, then call DFH Company, 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a complete train HVAC system, receive 18-month special financing and a 10-year parts and labor warranty. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH 968-6222 or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 
41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Tonight's starting lineups presented by Breeze Airways. We will begin with Indy 11. Six changes from their 3-1 win over Pittsburgh on Wednesday night for their head coach, Mark Lowry. That includes their regular goalkeeper returning after a night off, Yannick Yertel. It's going to be a back four in front of him. Robbie Dambro, Adrian Dees-Pay, a Cuban international, an Englishman, Callan Chapman-Page, and another Englishman, Macaulay King. In the midfield, Aiden Quinn, Jack Blake, Sebastian Velasquez, and Sebastian Guenzotti. And then two forwards, Stefano Pino and Douglas Martinez. 6-7-7 six, seven, and seven is the record for Indy, 25 points. That's the last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. They are wearing all red on the road. Red shirts, shorts, and socks with white numerals and trim. Louisville City at home wearing all purple. The traditional look tonight for the boys in purple, and it is a new-look team. Oliver Zimla starting in goal for the 18th time this year, and we expect it will be a back five in front of him. Amadou Dia, the left wing back. Three center backs tonight. Wes Sharpie, Sean Tosh, and the debutante Kyle Adams, the New Zealander, who just joined up earlier this week. And then Oscar Jimenez will play as the right wing back. In the midfield, Tyler Gibson, Elijah Winder, and perhaps Rasmus Tullefson. We'll see exactly how they line up. And then a couple of attacking options, Brian Ombi and the all-time leading goal scorer for Lou City, Cameron Lancaster. 8-7-5, the record for Lou City, 29 points. That is good for sixth place in the Eastern Conference coming into tonight's game. Four points ahead of the Indy 11. Tonight's referee, Ricardo Fierro, the man in the middle wearing green tonight. It'll be Louisville City moving from right to left in the first half, defending the goal with the Estopanel end to their back. The Indy 11 moving from left to right, defending the waterfront end goal. A few hundred Indy 11 fans, by the way, have made the trip down I-65. They occupy the far corner in Section 228. And we are underway. Louisville City with the opening kickoff, and they have the opening possession along the back line with the middle of the three center backs tonight. Wes Sharpie to the right center back, Sean Toshi. Clips it over the top with his left foot towards Cameron Lancaster. Cut out there, though, by Indy 11. Loose ball, though, picked up by Brian Ombi, and Loose City can continue their attack. Ombi a ball to Lancaster. Clips it outside on the end line. Oscar Jimenez, his cross, deflected by an Indy 11 defender. It'll fall on the far sideline to the Indy 11 and then their clearance is deflected and it's out for a goal kick to the Indy 11. That touch for Indy came from Robbie Dambro, the left wing back and it'll be a goal kick to Yannick Yertel wearing highlighter yellow I'll say tonight in goal for Indy. Well and I will say it's weird seeing Louisville City start on this side of the field because normally they switch ends and Louisville City likes to defend the waterfront end but something to note it looks like Elijah Winder is actually going to be pinching up a little bit higher when offensively and filling that wide role, and Tullefson sitting a little more central. So interesting role for Winder. Lucidi battling for the ball after the goal kick. It's finally claimed by Aiden Quinn of the Indy 11. Now Sebastian Velasquez, a player with MLS experience on his resume. Now the Englishman, Jack Blake, they're in their defensive half. It goes all the way to the back line. Now Dispay across the top of the box to Callum Chapman-Page. Chapman-Page plays it on the middle on the ground looking for Guenzotti, intercepted by Tyler Gibson. Lucidi coming forward in the attack. Ball to Lancaster, top of the box. Lancaster trying to play through to Ombi. It finds him in the D on his left. Drops it off to Tellison. His shot is blocked on its way through. Long carom off that block. It'll fall to Stefano Pino. He plays it back to Sebastian Velasquez and Indy trying to counter. Back to Quinn. He plays a long ball. Uh, across from the middle of the field of the near side towards Douglas Martinez. It's cut out there, though, by Amadou Dia. He touches it back to Kyle Adams, his first touch in purple. He plays it back to Zimla. Now returns it to Adams just outside the Louisville box on the left side. Adams' ball forward. 
Deflected by Martinez. It's a loose city throw on the near side, the left in the defensive half. That's a good attack, though, from Louisville sitting on the other end. A good ball from Dia to find Lancaster, making a little run off the center back. And Lancaster does well to find Brian Obi. It's a decent layup, but I think Brian Obi need to put a little bit more pace on the layup so that way Tullifson could run through the ball a little bit quicker. Because he laid it off so slowly, it, Tullifson had to delay his run and allowed the defender to be able to step in and take it away. Throw comes in to Sharpie at the D of the Louisville penalty area. He swings to the right side, Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez, ball over the top for Ombi to chase. He's got speed. Can he catch up to it? He can't. It's going to bounce a couple of times in front of him and roll past the inline. A goal kick to Indy. Louisville quickly moving from left to right. They got it to Jimenez on the far side the right. He clipped it over the top for Ombi to chase. He had the best of the defender, but the ball just didn't check up on the turf and a goal kick to Indy. No, but I love how they're looking to transition quickly and trying to release Ombi and Lancaster quickly to get in behind. Loose ball after the goal kick. It's picked up by Sebastian Guenzotti, the former Tampa Bay Rowdy, wearing the captain's armband tonight for Indy 11. A collision in the center circle between Quinn and Ownby. Ownby goes down, no foul, and the ball remains with Indy. To the left of the center circle is Quinn. Log diagonal to the right side looking for Martinez. One in the air by Dia. His header back to midfield where it's picked up by Macaulay King, the right wing back, the right back tonight, I should say, for Indy 11. He drifts backwards under pressure from Elijah Winder. Chapman Page, the right center back, goes into the six-yard box. Yannick Yertle, under pressure from Lancaster, just gets the pass off. Back to Chapman Page to the right side of the box. Forward it goes to Jack Blake. Wide right it goes to King. King plays it into the middle. Sebastian Guinzotti, a heavy touch, a sliding challenge for Maiden Quinn to keep it alive. Indy really struggling right now to play passes in their back. And it's picked off here by Lou City. Elijah Winder, though, gives it right back to Indy 11, intercepted by Aiden Quinn. Quinn's pass, though, loose and intercepted by Kyle Adams. And here's Lou City in the attacking half. Dia on the left side. Tried to clip in a cross. Blocked down by King. He'll keep it in play, King. Roll it back to Chapman Page on the inline under pressure from Lancaster. Forward to Blake. Indy determined to play out of the back here. Blake turns Elijah Winder. Plays it on the ground forward to Douglas Martinez. A physical battle. Next, that's Stefano Pino. And it is a foul against West Sharpie as Pino had Sharpie on his back. Really physical play between the two, and Sharpie called for the foul. It's a free kick to Indy in their defensive half near midfield. The pressure from Louisville City is great, though. They're forcing Indy to have to make passes they don't want to make, and because Louisville City is defending as a team, they're able to turn them over. The only problem they're having is when they turn them over, they're not connecting their next pass. It is so vital that they connect their next pass because that's how they're going to be able to build out of the pressure and relieve the pressure that Indy's then going to give them. So Louisville City has to be just a little bit sharper off of those turnovers with connecting passes. Four half minutes gone by. 0-0 the score. Indy still trying to build out of the back. Finally, they go long, and no one chasing that long ball. It's picked up by West Sharpie for Lou City near midfield. Here's Kyle Adams to the left of the center circle. Left-footed player wearing the number 32, the new addition for Lou City. Ball over the top for Dia to give chase. Dia brings it down over his shoulder. Outside of the box on the left side, drifting near the corner flag. Can he keep it in play? He steps on the ball. Physical battle between him and King. It's out for a an Indy throw. Amadou Dia tried to play like it was a Louisville throw, but last touch by him, it's an Indy throw on the near side there, right deep in their defensive half by the corner flag. A beautiful ball, though, from Kyle Adams. It fell right onto Dia's foot. I mean, I don't think he could have placed it any more perfect. I think Dia just didn't really have the space that he needed to be able to do anything with it. I would have liked to see him maybe try to get in line and try to deflect it off the Indy 11 player for a corner kick. Indy still trying to build out of the back. They've got just outside of their box with Dambro, the left back, clips it forward to Aiden Quinn. He's beaten to it by the right center back, Sean Tosh. Loose ball now picked up by Quinn, still in the defensive half. Drops it off backward to Diz Pay, who has time and space. Cuban International hits it long and forward, and a good one to Stefano Pino, who beat Adams to the ball, and now Indy in the attacking half for the first time in a few minutes. Pino drops it off backward to Dambro, the left back. He goes backward into the defensive half to Diz Pay. 
the left center back. Now the right center back, Chapman Page, the right back, King. He's near midfield in the defensive half. Ball on the ground forward to Guenzotti. Brings it down in the middle. Drops it off backward to Quinn. Now Blake to the right of the center circle. Backward to Dispay. Now into the center circle, Sebastian Velasquez, a player with MLS experience with Real Salt Lake on his resume. Wide it goes to Dambro. Over the top to Guenzotti. Headed away by Sharpie. Loose ball picked up by Elijah Winder, who's making his seventh start of the season tonight. And Louisville takes over. Back to Sharpie. Long ball from Sharpie looking for Ownby. Cut out by Dispay. Dambro picks up the loose ball. Clips it forward to Martinez. Adams, though, with a... Trying to win the ball, just stepped over it, but it's recovered by Sharpie. He goes back to Zimla, the goalkeeper. Zimla, left-footed ball, long down the middle, looking for Lancaster, headed away from him by Chapman Page, and it's back with Indy. Does pay forward. Velasquez, backward to Quinn. They're in the defensive half. Moving forward here, though, is Aiden Quinn. Drifting from the left side toward the right in the middle. He drops it off backward to Chapman Page. Lancaster jogging up with pressure. Now it's Dispay. Ownby jogging forward. Forward it goes to Velasquez under pressure from Gibson. Back to Dispay. Indy still trying to patiently build out of the back right now. Quinn gets the ball away after a challenge from Ownby. Goes to King. Loose ball picked up back by Quinn after King couldn't handle it. He drops it back to King, and now Dispay. Indy just patiently right now, Casey, trying to build out of the back. Ball into the center circle. Guinzotti able to turn against Tellefson, and he tur- turns and charges into the attacking side of things for Indy 11. To the far side, Dambro. Inside left, it goes to Velasquez. Center circle now with Quinn on the attacking half of it. Blake back to Quinn. Now further backward to Ch- uh, Callum Chapman-Page. Indy just really patient right now, Casey. Yeah, and the, it's a lot due to the structure and of the defense for Louisville City. They're forcing Indy to have to work around the sides and what's happening is when a player for loose city steps to the ball and maybe they get beat instead of that space being open a player is dropping in and covering the space and forcing indy to not have that open space that they want and force them to go around the outside cross for indy comes in from martinez headed out of the box by sean tosh Picked up by Blake. He heads it down to Quinn, and the attack's still on for the Indy 11. Quinn in the middle, 40 yards from goal. Left-footed ball on the ground. Forward it goes to Dambro. Wide left to Velasquez. Now Quinn. They're drifting backwards now. Into the center circle goes to the left center back, Dispay. Right center back, Chapman Page into the attacking half. Forward on the inside right was King. King drifting backwards, though. Plays it backward to Blake. And back to more patience for Indy 11. Left of the center circle, Quinn. Defensive half of the center circle, Dispay returns it to Quinn to the left side. He's into the attacking half, Ownby near him. Center circle is Velasquez, back to Quinn to the left of it. He's got Dambro on the far sideline in front of him. Instead, he goes back to Velasquez. Velasquez drops it off back to Dispay. Lancaster comes forward. Dispay a long ball, looking for either Guanzati or Martinez. Neither, though, chased it. And it rolls into the Louisville box where Oliver Zimla claims it with his feet, and Louisville has possession once again. And those long balls are due to frustration because Indy's not able to break down the defensive shape of Blue City. Here's Ombi charging down the middle, bearing in on the goal. Plays it wide left to Dia outside of the box. Dia's cross on the ground, cut out there by King. And a loose ball picked up by Martinez, and Indy takes over. Promising-looking attack. They went long, Louisville City. They knocked it down to Ownby. Ownby had time and space, played it wide left to Dia, who had plenty of space, but his cross beaten by the first defender. That's all the right ideas, but just an uncharacteristic service from Amadou Dia. Normally, he's so good at placing those in between the back line and the goalkeeper, and he just got the play of that pass all wrong. But the ideas, again, are there for Louisville City. It's just coming down to the execution. We've played nine minutes in change in this game. 0-0 the score and most of the possession so far with Indy. In fact, 78% possession to Indy in these opening minutes. They have had all of the ball so far. Very patiently knocking it around as they are right now with Blake. He plays it back to Dispay. They're near midfield. Dambro the left back. Tried to clip it forward to Velasquez. And that's a poor pass. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the Louisville right. Crowd still filing in. The lights have 
been turned on here at Lynn Family Stadium as there's a little bit of cloud, cloud cover blocking the sun. So right now the entire field in shade. Probably some much-needed relief for the fans as well. Again, a season-high crowd of over 13,000 expected to be on hand tonight. Fill the fam the game tonight. They are not going to quite reach last year's record crowd of 14,673. We expect anyway, but it is a strong crowd nonetheless. Ball forward from Tosh to Lancaster, and the flag goes up against Cameron Lancaster as he tried to play it through to Brian Obi. It was intercepted anyway. So that flag will give Indy a free kick in their defensive half. They take it on the ground with Diz Pay. Now Chapman Page along the back line. Touched back to him by King. Chapman Page across to Diz Pay, who played in five different gold cups with Cuba in the early part of the last decade. Playing now with the Indy 11. It's King back to Chapman Page. Finally, Lou City comes forward with some pressure. And Blake goes back to the goalkeeper, Yannick Yertle. Yertle plays it forward. The left side of the box outside of it is... Diz Pay, his pass forward intercepted by Jimenez for a moment, but it's finally cleaned up by Indy 11, but ultimately the referee blew his whistle, I think. Uh, a flag or a foul had been called against Louisville City, so it's going to give Indy a free kick here in the defensive half on the inside left. And Louisville City, I like the patience that they have so far in this game. They're perfectly fine with Indy possessing the ball, which typically we see Louisville City having more possession, but they're, they're waiting, they're baiting Indy in and letting them come to them, waiting for them to make the mistake, and then they're able to pounce again. Like I said, it's just coming down to be a little bit sharper when they do turn them over. And Louisville does turn them over here. Gibson plays it to Winder. They're in the attacking half, middle of the field, 40 yards away. Winder drifting to the right side. Drops it off backward to the right center back. Tosh, who's 20 yards into the attacking half. Wide right to Ownby. Looking to cross. Thinking about a cross. Here it comes. Driven in towards Lancaster. It's just past him. And played behind safely by King of Indy 11. It's going to be a Vi-Fi corner. Our first of the game for Louisville City. It'll come from the near side, the Louisville left. I love those types of services because they're so dangerous. Ownby just driving it in there, hoping that Lancaster can get some sort of touch on it that's going to deflect it onto frame. Those are so difficult for goalkeepers and the back lines to deal with because you don't know whether you should come out and you don't want to get a touch on it because it, it, it can deflect it to the back of the net. But a great set-piece opportunity here for Louisville City. 5-5 corner from the near side. The Louisville left. It'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Oscar Jimenez. He's got Tellison as a short option if he wants him. Jimenez directing his teammates around. He raises his arm. Here comes the corner. Driven in toward the penalty spot. Headed away by Stefano Pino. It falls to Tyler Gibson, 35 yards from goal. He'll drop it off to the left side. Tellison. Tellison's cross. Knocked down by Martinez. Fans want a handball. Tellison picks up the loose ball, though, and then it's cleared off his toes by Martinez. A Louisville throw on the near side of the left in the attacking final third. A little surprised that that wasn't a handball because the defender came in with his arms up and it did hit it. The center ref couldn't see it, but that's where the fourth official and the AR need to step in and talk to him and say that there was a handball because that was clear and obvious. Throw goes backwards from Dia in the center circle. Sharpie tries to play it long for Brian Ombi. Headed up by Diz Pay. Loose ball picked up by Damro, but he, Dambro, but he shoved off the ball by Jimenez. Jimenez goes to the ground. He wants a foul, and finally a foul called against Louisville. So a free kick here to Indy in their defensive half on the far sideline, literally a foot in from the far sideline, and just outside of the box here little unfortunate there because Jimenez falls on the ball and there's really nothing that he can do about it. The Indy player is on top of him and doesn't really allow him time to be able to get up. But it's a good opportunity for Louisville City to get set in their shape and see if they can win the ball back and counter quickly. 13 and a half gone by. 0-0 the score. 
all of the possession has been with Indy. Louisville sitting back defensively, and they win a turnover here once again, Louisville City. Sharpie stepping in to win the ball along the back line. He rolls it all the way back to Zimla, the goalkeeper, standing outside of his box by about four yards. Zimla, left-footed ball toward the near sideline, looking for Dia. One in the air by King of Indy. His header goes out of play. It's going to be a Louisville throw on the near side, the left. At the midfield stripe, Winder takes the throw quickly, goes backward to Kyle Adams. Long, curly hair for the newcomer from New Zealand. Plays it in the middle to Gibson. Wide left, it goes to Winder on the near sideline. He dribbles into the attacking half. Inside left, Lancaster dropping back for the ball. Sees off a challenge from Chapman Page, but a foul call for that challenge. And a good call. Gives a fifth-third free kick to Lou City on the inside left, just a few yards past midfield. Lancaster takes it quickly on the ground, back to Gibson. Now Sharpie in the defensive half, just outside of the center circle. Left, it goes to Adams on the inside left. He clips it forward with his preferred left foot, looking for Lancaster. Cut out in the air by King. His clearance, though, goes out of play. It's a Louisville throw on the near side of the left once again, this time in the defensive half. We talked about how this is going to be a pretty fluid lineup, and at that point there when Lancaster gets fouled, Amadou Dia is standing up top as the center forward, and and Winder had kind of dropped in and filled his place. So that just shows the amount of freedom that Dia now has with the signing of Kyle Adams and having Kyle Adams in the back. It gives Dia more freedom to go forward. Foul here goes against Brian Ombi of Louisville City to the booze of the season-high crowd here. It was a long call from the back. Zimla hit it long to midfield from just outside of his box. And Ombi with a little challenge into the back of Dambro, giving Indy a free kick here on the far side, the left near midfield. They put it on the ground. Backward it goes to Aiden Quinn. He swings it into the middle to Chapman Page in the defensive half. Now on the near sideline is Macaulay King, a right back from England. He plays it forward to Douglas Martinez. Martinez dribbles into the defensive half to Blake, to King. Martinez plays it forward to Guenzotti. It'll roll through to Pino. Back to Guenzotti. The attack's still on here for Indy. Backwards at midfield is Jack Blake, a midfielder, and he has to turn and play it backwards to Chapman Page along the back line. But it's seemingly clear right now, Casey, the Louisville City is happy to watch Indy have possession. They play it forward to Guenzotti, flips it forward to Pino, and Louisville takes over along the back line. Yeah, they're, and, but they're not trying to force it too much, whereas previously they were sending bodies forward. They were trying to force too much. Now Louisville City is just sitting back and being patient and waiting for Indy to make the mistakes. They're waiting to tire Indy out and then trying to capitalize on that with a quick counter, trying to transition out of the back quickly. Louisville gives the ball back to Indy after Jimenez on the far sideline tried to play it long, and the ball curled out of play, so a throw to Indy at midfield. 16 minutes on the clock, 0-0 out score. Indy with three quarters of the possession of this game so far, according to the stat sheet. We've yet to have uh, any shots on target, but Louisville with one shot that was closed down and blocked. That's our only shot in the game so far after the opening 16 minutes. Indy coming forward on the right side with King into the attacking half. Cuts it into the middle against Elijah Winder. Plays it backward to Blake. He goes further backward to Chapman Page, the right center back. Lancaster sprinting forward with pressure. He gets the ball away. Chapman Page to Quinn to the right side of the center circle. Touches it to Blake, who plays it all the way back to Diz Pay. Out of some pressure here. And Indy still with it along the back line. Forward goes to Sebastian Velasquez. He's drifting to the far sideline in the attacking half. Gibson there defensively for Louisville. Into the middle it goes to Aiden Quinn. Dribbles into the center circle. Plays it across the center circle on the ground to Chapman Page. Wide right it goes to King in the attacking half. Backward to Chapman Page. Inside right to Blake. He couldn't control it. Tellison able to win the ball back. Here comes Louisville City streaking forward. Ombi down the middle. He's got Lancaster to his right. Plays it to him. Can he get there? Just pay. A foot race. Lancaster shot is wide. It's into the side netting. Some people on the near sideline thought that had nestled into the back of the net. 
but the shot from Lancaster hit the outside netting, and it's behind for a goal kick to the Indy 11. But that seems to be the game plan tonight, Casey. Louisville wanting to turn Indy over and then hit them quickly on the break. They nearly pulled it off there. But I love that. This is so different from the Louisville City that we've seen previously. In previous matches, Louisville City was the team possessing, working it around, just kind of aimlessly possessing but now when they turn the ball over they have a purpose with it they were able to transition so quickly two one-touch passes got Brian Nomi the ball in the middle of the field and he was so quick with running forward at that back line defenders hate it when you run at them with pace and that's how they were able to get that opportunity so I really like this quick transition to offense Throw to Indy, comes in from Dan to Quinn. He just hits it long to clear it out of their defensive half. The long ball will roll all the way to the Louisville goalkeeper, Zimla, 20 yards out of his box. He touches it forward to Sharpie. Now Adams, the left of the three center backs. Again, the newcomer who just signed earlier this week from San Diego. Gibson forward to Tellefson. Good-looking attack for Lou City. Ownby in the attacking half to Elijah Winder on the inside left. Wide left, it goes to a wide-open Dia in the box. Amadou Dia takes aim, and it's over the bar. Amadou Dia was wide open. From a tight angle on the left side, just inside the penalty area. Hit it with his left foot and just got a little bit under it. It flew over the bar, and it's an in, a goal kick to Indy. Again, another great attack when the defense has the ball. Brian Nomi pops off that back line and picks the ball up in an open space. He's able to turn in and, again, run at that back line. Connects with Winder, and Winder does very well to draw the defender inside with his movement. So the outside back is tracking him, which opens up the space for Dia to go outside. Dia just doesn't get over top of the ball. It's a very difficult angle. But, again, the movement is what's creating these opportunities. Indy went long from the goal kick. Louisville turned them over quickly. Toast tried to clip it forward to Ownby. Indy recovers, though, to his pay. Plays it back to Yertle. Ownby sliding in. It ricochets off of Lancaster. A loose ball drifting to the near sideline. Kept in play by Dia. Louisville's press winning the ball back here. Dia on the left side outside of the box. Dropped it off to Adams, who's 25 yards into the attack. Left-footed ball spinning away from goal. Headed away by Dambro out of the box. And it's picked up by Velasquez for Indy. Here comes Indy trying to break when they have the opportunity. Velasquez still with it. Inside left, it goes to Quinn. Touches it back to Velasquez. And Louisville has dropped their numbers back defensively now. Velasquez into the center circle. Gets it away to Blake. Now King, the right back, still in the defensive half. Blake clips it forward towards Velasquez. Loose ball goes back to Blake. Forward it goes to Guenzotti in the attacking half. Guenzotti goes down under challenge from Gibson and a foul. Gibson called for clipping Sebastian Guenzotti, who is in his first year in Indy 11. You may remember him with the Tampa Bay Rowdies over the last couple of seasons. It's a free kick to Indy in the attacking half for them. The Louisville defensive half on the inside right about 10 yards past midfield. To talk a little bit more about the freedom that these players have out there, it seems that Danny Cruz is giving them. When Adams is sending that ball in, one of his main targets was Sean Tosh, who had pushed up as a center forward, and Tyler Gibson drops in. So the player is having a little bit more freedom with making runs out of positions and trusting that their teammates are going to be there to support them. Again, that makes it really difficult for defenders and the opponent to be able to track the runners and communicate all the different bodies coming forward. Just past the 20-minute mark, 0-0 remains our score, and a different game plan for Louisville City has so far seen them have the better of it so far, despite conceding possession happily to Indy 11. Indy with 72% possession so far in the game, 20 and a half minutes in. It's out for an Indy throw on the near side, the right in their defensive half, but so far it's been possession without much of a point. No knife's edge at all to Indy 11. Louisville City has looked like this, like what Indy looks like tonight for 
the last couple of months, and now they're flipping the script on their opponents. Still with Indy, outside of the box with Dizpay. Forward it goes to Velasquez in the middle of the field now, Quinn. Quinn with time and space, looking long, instead plays it wide right on the ground to King, still in the defensive half. King cuts inside, plays it forward to Blake, backward it goes to Chapman Page along the back line. Now Quinn playing between the two center backs in the middle of the field. Long ball over the top, looking for a run of Martinez. He's up for the header, can't find it. It's over his head, it bounces past the near sideline. It's a throw to Louisville in the Louisville defensive half about halfway between the penalty area and midfield. Really nicely done from Louisville City. You can tell that Danny Cruz has told them, keep the ball in front of you. As long as you force them to continue to go back and keep the ball in front of you, you're not going to allow them to make any dangerous passes. So because their shape is so tight and compressed in the middle of the field, they're forcing Indy to play across the back line, therefore keeping the ball in front of Louisville City. The only time that Indy has been able to, quote-unquote, penetrate the ball is when they look to go over top, and those have not been extremely successful. Another Louisville throw goes back to Adams. He plays it long toward midfield toward Elijah Winder. Loose ball picked up by Gibson. Forward to Ombi in the attacking half. He turns and runs forward. Here's Brian Ombi. Cuts it in the middle. He's 40 yards from goal. Trying to play it through to Oscar Jimenez. Cut out by Dambro, but he clears it right into the feet of Elijah Winder. 30 yards from goal. Winder goes down under a challenge. Fans want a foul, and it's given. Fifth third free kick to Louisville City in a good position here. About 30 yards from goal on really the middle of the field, just a shade to the left. And this feels like Cameron Lancaster on target kind of range, Casey, in the 22nd, 23rd minute now. It absolutely is Lancaster range. It's a little bit farther out, but the closer he's been, the harder it's been for him to be able to get it on target. So this one's going to allow him to have a little bit more distance to get underneath it and drive through the ball. But this all started again with Brian Ombi popping off the back line in that space between the two defensive mids and the two center backs. There has been so much space there, and Ombi has recognized that, and he's taken advantage of of it. He's come into that space and been able to receive and turn and attack on the dribble, and that's how he's been able to be so threatening offensively for Louisville City. This fifth third free kick in the 23rd minute, 0-0 score here at Lynn Family Stadium. It's going to be Lancaster standing over it. He does have Oscar Jimenez with him as a left-footed option. It's a little bit further out than you might want to put a shot on target, but I wouldn't put it past Lancaster to have a hit here. About 30 yards away from goal. Lancaster, the all-time leading goal scorer for Louisville City. He scored 71 league goals in the regular season for the boys in purple over his long career. Referee blows his whistle. Here's Lancaster's fifth third free kick, and it's off the crossbar. My goodness. Loose ball still alive in the penalty area. Sharpie heads it out, and finally the referee blows his whistle for a foul against Louisville. It'll give Indy a free kick in their box. But how about that hit from Cameron Lancaster? Had the perfect bend on it, and he was an inch away from getting it under the crossbar and into the top corner. I mean, wow. I think just wow. Said that that was a really good distance from because it did allow him to get underneath the ball a little bit more and drive through it more, and we see that there. I think that's the perfect distance for Lancaster on those set pieces. I mean, if it's just a little bit farther out, I think that's in the back of the net, but a great set piece from Lancaster. So it remains scoreless here. 0-0 in the 24th, moving into the 25th minute. Here comes Indy forward with King, the right back. He's into the attacking half. Wide right, it goes to Martinez. Drifting backward down the near sideline. Plays it backward to Blake at midfield. And he goes further backward to Callum Chapman Page. For the Indy 11, Dizpay, the left center back, goes back to Yannick Yertle. Yertle, again, did not start the midweek game on Wednesday. Tim Trilk did. That was his only appearance of the season, Trilk, in the 3-1 win over Pittsburgh. 
on Wednesday night for Indy. Long ball picked off by Gibson. He plays along to Lancaster. Fans want a foul against Chapman Page. None given. And Indy takes over in their defensive half. Ball on the ground forward down the middle to Guenzotti. Plays it to Blake. Numbers forward coming for Indy 11. Blake into the attacking half. He's deterred there by Jimenez, but he's able to get the pass off Blake. Velasquez forward to Dambro on the far side of the left. Well into the attacking half. Dambro looking to cross into the box with his left foot. Driven in. Knocked behind by Tosh, the first defender. It'll be a corner to Indy on the far side there left. Even with Louisville City having players out of position, they still had to force Indy 11 to go around the outside. They did so well with dropping in and covering in the middle there. Jimenez does well to slow up the pace there. Again, this is a huge test, though, because last game they conceded two goals off corner kicks, so a massive opportunity for Indy to capitalize that and continue off the struggles that Louisville City has had defensively on set pieces, but a good opportunity for Louisville City to shut that down and see if they can get a quick counter against Indy. Both of those goals came from that side of the, the field as well, that left corner for the opponents. For Birmingham it was last week. This time it's Indy. This is their first corner of the game. They play it short, though. It goes into Blake. On the curl around him is Velasquez. Dribbles into the box. Defended by Lancaster. Back wide it goes to Blake. He's going to cross with his right foot. Here it comes. Headed away by Elijah Winder. His header goes all the way to the far sideline, about 50 yards from goal. It's kept in play by Martinez for Indy. Martinez heaves it forward into the box, and it's going to be caught by Oliver Zimla. He let it bounce one time. Zimla after he palmed it down, but was able to recover and clean it up, and it's Zimla's ball. Yeah, I don't think Zimla knew that Quinn was behind him there, or else I think he would have tried to catch it cleanly. It's a little bit shaky moment there. Quinn tried to sweep in and knock it out from behind him, but little shaky moment in the back, but Louisville City does very well to clear it. I just I think Indy wastes that opportunity by playing a short corner. Ball out for an Indy throw here after Dia trying to go long. He just let the ball roll past the sideline before he hit it long, so it's going to be an Indy throw on the near side, the Indy right. About 15 yards into their attacking half past midfield. King, the right back, takes the throw, and he goes all the way back into the defensive half to the right center back, Chapman Page. He touches it forward, plays it forward into the center circle, Aiden Quinn. Left-footed player Quinn hits it over the top towards Martinez. Battle between Martinez and Dia, and Martinez called for a foul as Dia hit the turf. So a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City just outside of their box defensively. And just to the left side of that box as well, it'll be taken here by Kyle Adams, the newcomer. We're in the 27th minute. 0-0 is our score. So far, Louisville with four shots, none on target. But Indy with zero shots. Louisville's had the best of it so far. Adams goes long after they knocked it around the back. It's won by Dia. Plays it in the middle to Ombi. Ombi heads it wide to Lancaster. He keeps it in play. In the attacking half, just outside the box. Lancaster dribbling infield. Plays it on the ground infield for Tellefson. Well read and cut out there by Aiden Quinn, who slides in and clears it away. It's a Louisville throw on the near side. They're left about 25 yards past midfield. Adams well forward, takes the throw. He goes back to midfield to Sharpie. The middle of the three center backs. Sharpie into the middle of the field. It goes to the right of the three. Tosh, he dribbles past Velasquez. Tosh into the attacking half. Plays it on the inside left to Dia. Dia touches it forward, working his way toward the box. Clips the ball across the face of the uh, top of the box, rather. Jimenez, far side of the penalty area. Drives it across towards Winder. It's loose. It's over the line. And Louisville has the opening goal. Credit goes, I believe, to Elijah Winder, who had the final touch. It certainly wasn't the cleanest goal for young Elijah, but Louisville City will take it. 27 and a half minutes into the game, and Louisville has a one to nothing lead over Indy 11, their rivals, before a season-high crowd who is on their feet here at Lynn Family Stadium. And I just want to point out that that's 
came from two outside backs that got forward. If we weren't able to have the three center backs, this attack would not happen. It starts with Amadou Dia playing a really good cross ball to Oscar Jimenez, who's able to sneak up completely unmarked because teams are not anticipating both outside backs being able to push that high. It's a beautiful service driven across the goal face, and Winder gets a little fortunate there because I think the ball gets stuck under, underneath his feet a little bit, but regardless, it finds the back of the net. It doesn't matter how pretty the goal is. It ends up in the back of the net. A great goal for Louisville City. Louisville has had control of the game, though they have conceded possession, and now they have the lead that they've deserved. 28-45 on the clock, counting upward. It's one to nothing in favor of Louisville City over the Indy 11. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Elijah Winder scored what will probably be a famous winner down the years for Louisville City. Last year's Eastern Conference Final over Tampa Bay. He scored his second regular season goal of his career here. And he commits a foul after the restart against Guinzotti. A free kick to Indy. Here they come forward. The attacking half is King, the right back. Back it goes to Blake on the inside right in the middle of the field. Quinn drifting backward Indy as Louisville push them backward. Quinn swings it across the center circle to Dispay. Ombi charging forward. Ombi thinks he got a touch. And it's a Louisville throw on the far side to Louisville right. There's pressure from Brian Ombi paying off there, Casey. And now two players on the far side getting into it. Jimenez and Dambro. Dambro thinks it's an indie throw. He's got the ball in his hand. But the referee, I think, clearly called that it's a Louisville throw. And Jimenez was trying to wrestle the ball away from Dambro. And those two exchanging some words. And the referee has to come over and split them apart. But with it being a rivalry game, you know that they always get heated. And I think that's what we're going to start to see, especially with the goal now. You're going to see tensions kind of raise up even more. So not surprised there. A little, little back and forth. I bet we'll see more of that as the game goes on. Hydration break here, 30 minutes into the game on what is a very hot day here in Louisville, Kentucky. The temperature, 89 degrees as we look at it right now with a heat index of 97. So understandably, the referee has allowed a hydration break 30 minutes into this game. Louisville leads it one to nothing. A change of formation tonight, Casey. A new player inserted into the lineup for Louisville City. That's Kyle Adams, the defender along the back line. That formation is a five-man back line with three center backs. And seemingly a change of focus as well for Louisville City, allowing Indy to have the ball, keep the ball in front of them, a phrase that you've used. And so far, it really appears to be working for Louisville City. Well, you, you see a little bit more freedom from Louisville City. You see players being able to take more risks. You see players being able to push forward, players being able to trust their teammates a bit more. I mean, like I said, at one point, Sean Tosh was the center forward, and so was Amadou Dia. We've never seen that throughout this whole season because they've had to stay in their position. Everyone had to stay in their position because that's the way that we played. But now we're seeing a little bit more change. We're seeing players being able to be more creative off the ball. And it's really exciting to watch, and I think that's what's led to a lot of these opportunities. They're patient defensively. They're waiting for the ball, and the minute that they turn it over, they're countering quick, and that's what they need to do to catch teams off guard. I think you and I called it pregame, though, that Lancaster and Ownby would be a little bit of a front two, Ownby allowed to check into the middle a little bit more where he is allowed to get on the ball and charge at this Indy defense whenever Louisville does turn Indy over. And that's been one of the keys tonight, I think, is allowing Ownby to to play more centrally. He's been a central factor, no pun intended, but he's been a central factor so far tonight for Lou City. Well, I think that, and then also Winder's kind of mimicking it on the left side. So you've got Brian Nomby who's staying a little more on the right side, dropping into that space, and 
really doing well, picking up the ball between the defensive mids and the back line. And then you see Winder kind of mimicking it, learning from Ombi and trying to do the same on the left side. The only difference is Amadou Diaz pushing up higher on that left side to fill that space and Winder's dropping it maybe a little bit deeper. But I like the interchange between those three. Ball back into play after the hydration break. It was a Louisville throw. They sent it long to the end line. It's cleared behind by Indy and it's another Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City. This time from the far side, the Louisville right. Oscar Jimenez stands over it with his left foot and then swinging ball. If he hits it long, he's got Tillerson for a short option as well. Crowd making noise, stomping their feet on the floor here at Lynn Family Stadium in the 33rd minute, one to nothing lead. Ball into Sharpie, the near post. Sharpie goes down. He wants a foul. No foul given. The ball knocked behind by Sharpie. It's a goal kick to the Indy 11 here. Not really sure about that set-piece play. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to play a low-driven ball and then have a player flick it on behind. But my thing is you have so many great targets inside the box. Why not send it in and see if you can allow one of those targets to try to get on the end of it? Louisville turns Indy over from the long ball. Ball to the box from Jimenez to Lancaster. Tries to touch it around Chapman. Page Yertle off his line. Slides in front of Lancaster to claim the ball. A little bit of a heavy touch from Cameron Lancaster. Certainly... A difficult spot to bring it down cleanly with a defender right on his back. And as he tried to get past Chapman Page, Yertle read it well. The goalkeeper sprinted in front and slid in front of Lancaster to claim the ball. Well, it's a difficult area to bring it down. It's a difficult type of ball to bring it down. The ball had to be driven in order to make it to Lancaster. And really what Lancaster needed to do there was to get his body behind the ball a little bit more and just see if he could settle and hold it up instead of trying to turn with it. Because as he's trying to turn with it, it's always going to be a heavy touch. If he holds it, he might be able to lay it off or then turn after he gets control of the ball. Indy forward now. It's Velasquez about 35, 40 yards from goal on the inside right. Plays it to Blake just a little bit to the right of him. Back to Velasquez. Now middle of the field, Quinn. Left side it goes to Dispay. Further left to Dambro, the left back. They're still in the attacking half. Dambro now plays it backward to Dispay, who's drifting to the defensive half. Across the center circle goes from Dispay to King. King looking forward. A long ball over the top. Down that inside right channel. No one making that run forward. And it'll roll into the Louisville box. Zimla allows it to stay on the ground. He takes a touch, and Zimla's going to pick this up eventually. Now he finally does after Stefano Pino jogged in to apply some pressure for Indy 11. Again, it's those frustration balls that Indy is playing over the top there. You would never play a ball over top in that space because there's not enough room for the defender or for the attacker to run in behind. It's a very difficult space to play a long through ball, but Indy has no other option because Louisville City is doing so good clogging the middle and forcing Indy to have to play across the back line or play those long balls. So Indy, I think, getting very frustrated. Louisville in front, one to nothing. Elijah Winder scoring the goal for the boys in purple with just over 10 minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half here at Lynn Family Stadium. It's a throw to Indy on the far sideline, a couple yards past midfield. Dambro into Blake, back to Dambro. He flicks it backward, Dambro does with his left foot into the middle to Chapman Page, the center back. Forward it goes to King, the right back. They're in the defensive half here, Indy. Back to Chapman Page, who has 10 yards of time and space around him. Diz Payne out, the left center back, tries to play it forward down the middle, headed high into the air by, Eli- uh, by Tyler Gibson, rather. Falls to Ombi, who tries to clip it forward to Elijah Winder. But it's too far in front. Dispay plays it back to Yertle. Yertle will drive a ball down the middle forward. And Martinez chasing it. Zimla, though, read it well. He's out of his box. He clears it high into the air. 
forward into the attacking half for Louisville City. Sharpie tried to let the ball drift behind him, but Zimla saw what was happening, and smartly there, Casey ran out to clear the ball away. Yeah, I don't think a very smart play from Sharpie. You see Sharpie just kind of apologized to Zimla because he had two players running in. The ball wasn't moving as fast as I think West Sharpie thought it was, so he lets it go past, and if Zimla was not paying attention and not engaged in this game, it would have been a one-on-one, and it could be one-to-one right now. 36 minutes on the clock, one to nothing in favor of Louisville City. Indy is at 75% of possession in this first half, but Louisville has allowed them to. That's by design. Louisville with the ball here, but Lancaster can't control it. It's cleared off of his feet by Blake. He goes back to Yertle. Yertle gets it out of the box under pressure from Lancaster. Forward to Martinez. He wins the header, but it's picked up on the ground by Sharpie. Sharpie, a heavy touch as it drifts to the near sideline. It's out for an Indy throw on the near side of the right. Martinez takes it quickly over the top for Pino. He beats Tosh to the ball, clips in the middle. Velasquez, here's a chance for Indy. Velasquez on his left, and a save from Zimla. Did he get a touch? I think he did. No, he did not. It's just wide. The referee gives a goal kick. I thought Zimla might have gotten a fingertip to the ball, but it just goes wide of Zimla's right post, and it's going to be a goal kick here to Louisville City. The first real chance of the game for Indy 11 there. Velasquez with the miss. Well, and it came off Louisville City really checking out there. So what happens is sharper. Adams makes a run forward and tries to win a ball, but he misses it. So Sharpie steps in, and that's where the throw-in happens when Sharpie hits it out of bounds. Tosh is trying to track over, but no one else has dropped back to fill the space. And then Tosh loses track of the of, of the attacking player, and they're able to run in behind. Tellefsen and uh, Gibson did not drop in. Jimenez did not slide over. So really just lo- like being lost there defensively for Louisville City led to that attack. Eight minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the first half. Ball back with Louisville. Zimler rolls it forward to Tosh. Tosh near midfield now. Long diagonal from right to left. He finds Dia. Great ball from Tosh. Dia outside of the box. Touches it past Martinez. Dia looking to cross. Here it comes towards Lancaster. Headed down by Dispay. Long header down the middle of the field. Mar- uh, Pino tries to keep it alive for Indy. Battled with Tellison. Tellison wanted a foul. No foul called. Indy takes over. Guinzati wide to Martinez. Now inside right to Blake. Still in the defensive half, but coming forward. Across midfield into the attacking half, Guinzati turns and runs toward the right side. Plays it there to Martinez. Martinez with the heels on the near sideline. Plays it into Blake. Now Velasquez, middle of the field. And a late leg there by Tellison. Just trips up Velasquez as he cut it to the left side. It's a foul. Free kick to Indy. They take it quickly and too quickly for the referee. He makes them come back. It's going to be just a little bit to the right of the center circle, a few yards into the attacking half for the Indy 11. Louisville City just looking a little disjointed, a little off. I'm not sure if it's some tired legs or what's happening. Maybe after the water break, just losing focus ever so slightly because they've been a little off in their positioning. Hopefully they're able to clean it up, and it's just a minor lapse in the game. King drives the ball forward. It's intercepted cut out by Kyle Adams, who just clears it aside. It's a throw to Indy on the near side, the right for Indy. In their attacking half, the Louisville defensive half, Douglas Martinez, a Honduran international with four caps in his international career, throws it in. Goes all the way back to Callum Chapman-Page. Now Adrian Dispay, the left center back. Robbie Dambro, the left back, under pressure from Jimenez. Moving backward, Dambro plays it backward to Dispay. Dispay under pressure from Omi, gets the pass away to Chapman Page. Middle of the field, just outside of the box, but he turns it over. Gives it straight to Elijah Winder. Winder, a heavy touch, though. Loose ball, picked up by Gibson. Attack on for Lou City. 
Ownby drives in a ball, just sort of drug it across the face of goal. No one challenging it for Louisville City, making that run at the back post, and it rolls past the inline, and it's going to be a goal kick here to Indy 11. Yeah, and Ownby apologizing for that one. I don't know if it was a shot, and he completely mishit it if he was trying to cross it into Lancaster and Winder, who I don't think were expecting it whatsoever, but Ownby had a little bit more time and space that I feel like he should have taken or maybe held on to the ball and allowed Jimenez to make a run to lay it off there, but just poor decision-making there from Ombi, and he knew it. He apologized, but it just needs to be sharper. Indy has resorted rather to long balls over the top. This one they hit long, and it's a foul against them. Fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, and Louisville has possession with just over five minutes to go plus stoppage time in this first half. Louisville in front one to nothing. They have the lead for the second straight game in the first half. Last week against Birmingham, they gave up two second-half goals to lose for a third straight time, hoping to avoid a similar second half here. It's been a good first half for Louisville City so far. Offside flag here goes up against Dia. It's a free kick to Indy just outside of their box defensively. King plays it wide right to Martinez, who's dropped well deep into the box. It goes to Chapman Page. Lancaster on his back pocket. Lancaster shoves him aside. No foul call. Now it is. Lancaster thought he had won the ball. Referee finally blew his whistle. Martinez getting into the face of Lancaster, trying to pull the ball back as Lancaster had picked the ball up. The referee coming over to sort this out. Just some tempers flaring for the really the second time today. This time between Douglas Martinez and Cameron Lancaster. It's going to be a free kick to Indy after this is settled out. It's one of those unfortunate plays to where if it's in the middle of the field, it might not be called a foul, but whenever a defender has the ball like that and a forward comes in and there's contact, most likely it's going to be coming out. It's going to be a foul, so a little unfortunate there because I, I do think that Chapman Page did very well drawing that foul and feeling the contact and then going down with it, so a little unfortunate for Lancaster because I think he timed that challenge pretty well. Just a warning from Ricardo Fierro, the referee, to both Lancaster and Martinez. No bookings, which we haven't had a single booking yet so far in the first half, and it's a free kick to Indy. They take it along the back line. In the box is Dispay, the left side of it. Plays it at the far side of the far sideline. Zambro, he clips it forward, intercepted by Sharpie. Forward it goes to Ownby. The attack on for Louisville, and they turn Indy over again. Ownby with an overlapping run from Jimenez. Jimenez tried to play it to him. It's intercepted, but Ownby picks it back up. Good hustle from Brian Ownby. His cross blocked out for a Louisville throw. That's all intensity there from Brian Ownby. He turned it over, but he recovered the ball and wins a throw for his team in the attacking final third. Really nicely done from Brian Ownby there to turn it over and win it back, but I think he rushes the service a little bit. He's got one player in front of him, and he just kind of crosses it to cross it, and instead of trying to pick a player out and be a little bit more intentional with this cross. Just over three minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the first half. Throw comes into Gibson. He clips it in towards Dia at the back post. Cleared away by Douglas Martinez, and a hefty clearance goes all the way into the Louisville half, where Zimla, the last man back, the goalkeeper, playing about 30 yards out of his box, touches it wide left to Adams. Adams along diagonal from left to right to Jimenez. He chests it down on the far sideline, does Oscar. Dribbles in field, Oscar Jimenez trying to play it forward to Tellefson. Cut out by Andy 11. Loose ball recovered, though, by Gibson. He plays it back to Sharpie, and Louisville still with possession. Sharpie forward to Gibson in the center circle. To the left side, Adams 10 yards into the attacking half. Inside left, Gibson looking for a long ball over the top, and it's a decent one towards Tellefson, but it's headed away by Dispay. Quinn picks up the loose ball. Back to Dambro outside of the Indy box. Dambro on the ground, wide left to Velasquez. Tosh playing well forward. Velasquez trying to touch it around Tosh, but he can't control it. It's out for a throw to Louisville on the far side, the right in the attacking half by about 10 yards. I love the run from Tellefson, though, and that Gibson actually played the ball. It's a few times that players have made that run, but the the player on the ball has been a little bit afraid to serve the ball in. It's a great run because Tellefson starts deeper and makes the run in behind. I think it's just a little bit too close to the center back, but good idea, and I like 
that they're looking for those types of services. Louisville with the ball in the attacking half. Inside right is Zombie. Plays it back into the center circle under pressure to Sharpie. Gibson now inside right. Wide right it goes to Jimenez. Forward towards Zombie. Cut out there by Dambro. Out for a Louisville throw on the far side of the right. Jimenez throws it in quickly to Ombi. Clips it over his shoulder. A creative pass to Jimenez. Cross into the six-yard box. Cleared away. It's still loose outside of the box. Gwenzotti is second clearance for Indy. Tosh trying to win the ball back. He does. Plays it wide right to Ombi. Forward on the outside of the box is Jimenez. Opportunity to cross. Here it comes. Winder's header is wide. Elijah Winder has been very active tonight. He's already got a goal to his name. Tried to have not only a second, but a third there as well. Two opportunities really for Elijah Winder. The latter one. A header and it went wide. It's a goal kick to Indy. Well, some great services out wide from Oscar Jimenez. Really good combination play between Ombi and Jimenez out there. The little back heel from Ombi was very cheeky. And I like that Jimenez, whenever he gets the ball out there, he's so successful with his crosses because he gets his head up and he picks out his target. Like I said, so many times players just cross the ball to cross it. I know I'm supposed to send a service in, so I'm just going to send a ball in. But when you pick your head up and you pick out the player that you want to cross the ball to, you have a lot more chance of being successful there, and that's exactly what Jimenez has been doing. Goal kick sent long by Yertle, the goalkeeper for Indy. It's headed out by Elijah Winder at midfield. The throw to Indy on the near side of the right, about 10 yards shy of the midfield stripe. 40 seconds to go plus stoppage time in the first half. One to nothing, our score in favor of Louisville City in this rivalry game against the Indy 11 before a season-high crowd of over 13,000 tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. Throw comes in from Indy into the attacking half. Trying to knock it around in triangles. Pino over the shoulder of Velasquez. Touches it down to Pino. Good-looking attack for Indy here. Middle of the field, Guenzotti. Inside right to Velasquez. A run coming down the far side to Dambro. Long ball played to him in the penalty area. Dambro looking to cross. Cuts it into his right foot. Still Dambro drifting away from goal. Clips it in now. Deflected and headed away by Kyle Adams. Two applause from the crowd for Louisville City. Lancaster brings it down. Tellison forward to Ownby. Ownby all alone. Trying to take on the back line of Indy 11. And it's a foul against Brian Ownby somehow as he collided with Diz Pay, So a free kick to Indy at midfield. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Referee is not, the fourth official has not raised the, the board yet. He belatedly walks over to pick the board up. Not sure if he knew which time, how much time was left. Two minutes to go. Two minutes of Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport stoppage time. Louisville in front, one to nothing in the first half. Indy took that free kick along the back line. They're trying to build from the back once again. It's Diz Pay. Now to Chapman Page, the right center back. He's in the attacking half. Dribbling forward is Chapman Page. Now cuts backward and plays it wide right to Douglas Martinez. He swings it into the center circle to Dispay. They swing it from right to left. Dispay, though, a terrible pass. Nowhere near his intended target, Dambro, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the right in the defensive half for Louisville City. Good awareness there, though, from Jimenez. He was thinking about trying to step in and win that ball, but instead he just lets it ride, and that's a veteran play there because he recognizes that there's not a player there, so he's able to now eat some time off the clock. He's able to allow his team to push up the field, slow the game down a little bit, and really allow his team to push out of the back. Throw went long to Lancaster. He tried to chase a long ball that was in behind him. Couldn't catch up to it. Diz Pay recovered for Indy, and Indy has what might be the final attack of the half here. Chapman Page, a long ball from the back to the left side, looking for Velasquez, headed out by Jimenez for Louisville City. It's a throw to Indy. Velasquez into Dambro. Dambro in the attacking half, dribbling forward. He's got Ombi to his his right and Jimenez in front of him, and they tried to play it back to Velasquez on the far sideline. He couldn't find it, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the far side of the Louisville right, about 10 yards shy of the midfield stripe. Louisville with just 29% possession in this first half, but they have controlled the game. Throw comes down the far sideline. Ombi heads it in the middle of Lancaster. Ibsen, Lancaster, plays it forward or to the left side to Adams, who has to charge forward to get it. He does get it. Plays it wide left to Dia. 
Dribbling in towards the box. Dia looking to cross. Puts in a decent one. Yertle has to punch it out. Call it falls to Tellison. He clips it high into the air. Ownby heads it down into the middle. No one chasing the ball, though, for Louisville City. It's cleared out by Aiden Quinn of Indy. Past the far sideline. And that is the end of the first half. Referee blows his whistle. A new look, Louisville City. A change of both formation and game plan has resulted in a terrific first half for the boys in purple. These beleaguered Louisville City fans cheering their team as they walk off the field to the near sideline toward the locker room. Elijah Winder, a goal in the first half to give Louisville City a 1-0 lead over Indy 11, and we go to the halftime break. The Breeze Airways halftime report comes your way next. Racing Louisville also in action tonight. We have our eyes on that game. We'll bring you an update on it at halftime as well. Again, the score at the break, Louisville City 1, Indy 11 nothing. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. A lot of things are better when they're fast. Medicine that's fast acting. I feel better already. Internet that's lightning fast. (laughs) Food you can cook fast. Popcorn's done. But one thing that's not better when it's fast is driving. Because driving too fast endangers your life and the lives of others. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, you think we need any more seltzers? We could probably use some more. Hey, Eddie, get some more seltzers, too. Before you head out for that summer fling, stop by Cox's Spirit Shop to pick up all your party supplies. We've got all your favorite cooler beverages from cold craft beers, hard seltzers, and lots of pre-mixed party cocktails. When you can only make one stop, you know where to go. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 
This halftime report presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. Louisville City leads Indy 11 in the rivalry game. One to nothing at the halftime break. The goal coming for Louisville City in the 28th minute from Elijah Winder, assisted by Oscar Jimenez. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside. And Casey, this is a new-look Louisville City. Three straight losses for them. The first three-game losing streak in league play since 2015. Something needed to change. The personnel has changed with the addition of Kyle Adams. He starts tonight, but the formation and the game plan also seemingly has changed for Louisville City. The back five, they're allowing Indy to have possession, but it's been pointless possession for the Indy 11, and Louisville City has been able to counter them time and time again. They have a goal lead with just 30% of the ball in the first half. A complete flip of the script from what we've seen from Louisville City for the majority of this season, and especially over these last two months where they've only won two games. Well, I feel like the majority of the season we were Indy. We were the team that was working the ball around the back, that was having that pointless possession, that was playing those hopeful balls over the top, that really wasn't creating anything offensively. That was us. And so what we've done is we've completely, like you said, flipped the script. We're now the team that's saying, okay, you keep the ball because as long as you're working it across the back, you're not beating me. You can't score from back there. And you can have the ball for 90% of the game. As long as we get one goal, we win. It doesn't matter how much time we have the ball. And I think they look so much more exciting because what's happening is they're sitting back, and the minute that that ball is turned over, they're able to then transition quickly going forward. The other thing is... With the new formation and with the addition of Adams, we've allowed our outside backs to have more freedom. So they're pushing up the field quite a bit more. And we've seen that throughout this entire game. The goal came from our outside backs. It started with Dia. He switched it to Jimenez, who was wide open, who then crossed it. We've seen it numerous times because we're overloading the other team's final third that there's going to be open people and we're finding the open people. The only thing we have to do now in the second half to make it better would be when we do turn them over, find the open player. Can we turn it over and connect a pass? We have to connect a pass and then have our crosses with a little more intention behind them. Jimenez has done very well with that, with finding the player in the middle. But now we just have to make sure that when we do cross the ball, that we're getting our head up and we're finding the open man in the box because we are open. There is space. Mention the possession numbers. Indy with 70% possession in the first half, but they're only able to generate one shot out of that possession. Came from Velasquez, and he was not on target. Louisville City, though, conversely, with 30% possession, seven shots, one on target. That's the goal. But they've had four shots inside the box. So the chance creation, which has been so lacking for Louisville City during this dry goal spell with just now 19 goals on the season, The chance creation has not been there. It seems like it's there tonight. In addition to all those stats, two corners for Louisville City in the first half, just one for Indy 11. 14 fouls combined in the first half. Ten called against Louisville City, four called against the Indy 11. No bookings to speak of. Racing Louisville also in action tonight. They're down in Houston in the Challenge Cup. We will update you on what is happening with Big Perp on the other side of the break. Lou City in front, one to nothing over Indy 11. This is the Breeze Airways Halftime Report here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG and E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, 
four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Holiday World and Splash and Safari, sometimes free takes a little convincing, especially with dads. Free parking? That's how they get you. They're just naturally suspicious of free stuff. Free soft drinks! Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's how they get you. But after a day of fun on the world's longest water coasters and our 400 drone light show, dads come around. At Holiday World, we get you. We're just not out to get you. That's why there's... Get tickets at HolidayWorld.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Welcome back to the Breeze Airways Halftime Report here at Lynn Family Stadium before a season-high crowd of 13,000-plus. Lou City leads it 1-0 over Indy 11. Ongoing right now, the first half down in Houston. It's a Challenge Cup game between uh, Racing Louisville and the Houston Dash. And literally a moment ago, as we were coming back from break, the Houston Dash score against Racing to take an early lead. And Ebony Salmon, the former Racing Louisville player, scores against her old club here to give Houston the lead. Again, this is the Challenge Cup. Racing Louisville, the only team to win every single Challenge Cup game they've played so far. They lead their division. All they need tonight is a victory to advance automatically to the semifinals of the tournament. If they're able to tie this game, which would need to come from behind to do so right now, they would need a little help elsewhere to advance to the semifinals. There is one game left in group play, division play, in that Challenge Cup. So one to nothing lead for Houston here. Not the best start for racing Louisville, but they still got plenty of time to try and remedy themselves. They're in the 27th minute here, Casey. Yeah, and I, I feel like racing has been so good so far this season especially in the Challenge Cup. They've been pretty much unstoppable. But Houston also has been very good, especially at home. They play very well at home. And I think racing, it's a different climate. It's a different environment. Very, very hot down there. They look a little tired maybe, maybe making a little adjustment. But I have no doubt that they're going to be able to continue to fight in this one and work their way back. Real quick thought, the World Cup has been superb for racing Louisville. I've said it on air a couple of different places that I think Racing Louisville is the big winner of the World Cup so far. They've had players scoring goals. Wang Chuang scoring uh, yesterday for China. Uchenna Kanu for Nigeria. Ari Borges with a hat-trick for Brazil. Savannah DeMello starting twice for the U.S. What's your big takeaway from racing's output in the World Cup? It is so exciting for the world to finally see what we've been watching here right in front of us. 
this entire year, just watching these players grow and develop and gain confidence, and now for the world being able to see, um, it's it's just incredible. I mean, I think we have twice as many goals than any other club in the world. In the world. In the world. Like, that's huge. And so it's just been so much fun to watch these players. So exciting to see them have their big moment and watch what it means to them. And I just can't wait to see more. And I think DeMello for the U.S., it's a huge task that she's had, and I think she's done extremely well. I think people have been very critical of her, and I don't understand why, and I think a lot of it is because they love Rose Lavelle. Don't get me wrong. I love her, too. I think she's great. But DeMello, I think last game, did so much more for the U.S. than Rose Lavelle was able to do, and I mean that in the nicest way because <laughs> I, I do. I love Rose Lavelle, but DeMello was able to disrupt so much, and I don't think people watch that. So very, very proud of her and what she's been able to do. Racing Louisville's next home game is their Phil the Fam game, hoping for 10,000-plus on August 19th. That's a Saturday night at 730 against Angel City. RacingLouisville.com slash tickets or 502 Lou City to get your seats. Trying to set a record crowd that night. Lou City in front one to nothing. This has been the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. The start of the second half is next here on ESPN Louisville. Hi, if you are 16 years of age or older and drive a car and like you to listen closely to this commercial, notice anything unusual, anything out of the ordinary? Well, if you're a smart motorist and I believe that you are, you will have grasped that I'm going entirely too fast, much, much too fast. And you are no doubt asking yourself, why such a high rate of speed? Perhaps you even find this commercial annoying. But when you're behind the wheel, going too fast isn't just annoying. It's dangerous. Not just to you, but to everyone on the road. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please, obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. We are in the thick of summer, and with the hottest days of the year ahead, you're about to find out how strong your cooling system is. And if you find out that it's not ready for the long summer, then call DFH Company, 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a complete train HVAC system, receive 18-month special financing and a 10-year parts and labor warranty. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH, 968-6222, or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. Louder than life, September 21st through the 24th in Louisville with Food Fighters. Green Day. Tool. Avenged Sevenfold. Godsmack. Biscuit, Pantera, Queens of the Stone Age, Weezer, Megadeth, Turnstile, and many more. Get your passes on sale now at LouderThanLifeFestival.com. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. 
Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Welcome back. The second half just moments away. We will switch ends in the second half. Indy 11 moving from right to left. They will have the kickoff to begin play as the referee blows his whistle. And the second half is underway. Louisville moving from left to right. Louisville in front, one to nothing. Elijah Winder scoring in the 28th minute for Lou City to give them a, an early lead. They led at this juncture last week, one to nothing over Birmingham. Gave up two goals, including a winner to the Legion in stoppage time. So they're looking to avoid a similar script in the second half of this game. Pino battling physically with Sean Tosh. Pino winning a foul. He had his jersey pulled all the way up to his neck, but it's cleared out off of Indy 11. It's going to be a goal kick here to Louisville City. Pino was down near the corner flag, just battling physically with Tosh. No foul called. It's a goal kick to Louisville. What did you see there, Casey? I think that's the right call. It's just a good 50-50 challenge. Both players were putting hands on each other. Both players were pulling on each other. So I think it's a good no call and just let it play out. Here comes Louisville City. Adams, the ball forward down the inside left channel. Won't be giving chase. It's knocked aside by Diz Pay. Out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the left in the attacking half. They were just outside of the box there. Ombi couldn't quite win the race against Adrian Diz Pay. But the throw will be taken by Amadou Dia, the left wing back tonight. He has to knock a loose ball off the field before he can take the throw. You often see him take long throws here. Said he's going to give it up, in fact, to Kyle Adams to take the throw. I think the service from Kyle Adams has been very good today. He's been very good at distributing the ball. His passing's just been great. Louisville, though, after the throw, turns it over as a loose pass goes out for an ND 11 throw at the same spot, the far side, the ND right. Kyle Adams, by the way, the newcomer from San Diego. This is his 19th appearance. Started 16 times for Indy. Has not scored this year. This is his 141st USL regular season appearance. So an experienced player at 26. Joining this Louisville City organization. Ball through for Indy looking for Pino. Cut out by Sharpie. He plays it to Adams. And Louisville will build out of the back here. After Indy just resulted to a through ball that Pino couldn't catch up to. It skips in middle of the field. Plays it wide right to Oscar Jimenez. A little bit too hot for Jimenez to handle. Off of his foot high into the air and out of play. It's a throw to Indy on the near side there. Left at the midfield strike. Dan Brock the left wing back. Left back for them. Sends it back to Chapman Page. Now it's into the middle to Diz Pay. And now Chapman Page, the left center back once again. Forward to Dan Brock. Intercepted by Jimenez. Out for an indie throw. On the near side of the right, Jimenez with a step there on Dan Brock. No, it's a Louisville throw. So a turnover. Louisville throws it in from Jimenez to Lancaster. Lancaster dribbling through a couple of players. 30 yards from goal. Team is spinning a while wide. And it's behind for a goal kick to Indy 11. Yertle had it covered. And Lancaster hit it from the inside right with his right foot. So it was always bending away from goal. Ultimately not very threatening from Lancaster who had the hit there. If anyone can score from that distance, though, it's Cameron Lancaster. The only problem is his first few touches take him a little bit too far away from the goal face, and so the shot's always going to be extremely difficult. If he's able to take those touches a little more square on to the goal, it's going to force Ertl to have to commit one way or the other, and it's going to open up a little bit more opportunity for Lancaster to find the back of the net. Ball went back to Zimla for Louisville. He hit it high in the air and out of play. It's a throw to Indy on the far side there. Right three minutes into the second half. One to nothing remains the score in favor of Louisville. It'll be Douglas Martinez to take the throw. Sends it backward to Adrian Dispay. Just outside of the center circle. Across the center circle it goes to Callum Chapman Page who jogs into the attacking half. Tried to play it to Dambrod on the near sideline. Another poor pass from Indy. Just a simple ball on the ground. 
But Chapman Page plays it out, so it's a Louisville throw on the near side, the right in the defensive half for Louisville City. And Oscar Jimenez will take the throw once again. No changes for either side at halftime, and Louisville sticking with this back five. Oscar Jimenez back to toe. She chests it down, clips it long into the air over the top. Lancaster giving chase. Bounces in front of Dispay. Lancaster step for step. Dispay touches it back to Yertle. He gets it out of trouble as Lancaster was bearing down on him. Indy building out of the back here. Dispay clips it long down the middle for Stefano Pino. Outside of the football with his left foot, Pino looking for the overlapping run of Martinez, but he didn't make that run. He was standing standing pat, standing in his place. So it's out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the Louisville left. Goes back to Sharpie in the defensive half. Standing on the ball with his foot on top of it. Goes back to Zimla. Returns it to Sharpie on the inside left. Just outside of the Louisville box. Into the middle of the field. Tellison who's dropped well deep. Tellison with time and space to dribble into the center circle. Plays it on the ground forward to Ombi in the attacking half inside right. Ombi drifting to the near side line. Plays it wide right to Jimenez. Jimenez dribbles infield. Plays it there to Gibson. Back to Jimenez on the inside right. They're coming forward. He drops it off wide right to Ombi. Ombi. Slows down the pace of play, goes back to Tosh. Tosh forward inside right to Gibson, 35 yards from goal. Gibson, Ownby, back to Gibson, still 35 yards away. He clips in a ball towards Elijah Winder. Will it get there? It is in front of Winder and cleared away by Douglas Martinez. Dia trying to keep it alive. A challenge between Dia and Martinez. Calls for handball, and handball give it against Amadou Dia. It'll give Indy 11 a free kick outside of their box on the right side. A bit unfortunate there because it was really good patient buildup. I love the movement up top. There was one ball, though, I think, Tyler Gibson makes a really good run in behind, and no one's able to connect with him. I think if they're able to release him through, you're going to have a good look on goal. But I like the patient movement. I like the interchange between players. That's what allowed them to be able to open up those pockets of space. Here's Lou City. Lancaster takes a hit and saved by Yertle from 25 yards. Lancaster hit it well, and Yertle dove to make the save. Indy comes up with the loose ball. Quinn forward to Velasquez into the attacking half. Velasquez through the middle looking for Pino, cut out by Adams all the way back to Oliver Zimla. Back to that hit, though. Louisville turned Indy over. Adams did the work to turn them over. It went to Lancaster. He had time and space, had a hit from 25 yards, and it was a good hit. Yertle with a good save. Yeah, an excellent shot there from Lancaster. You can tell he's beginning to get a little bit more confident with some of the shots that he's taken, and it forced an incredible save from Ertl. Ertl having to fully extend and dive to push that one away, but what a look there from Cameron Lancaster. Louisville wins a foul here in the attacking half, about 15 yards past the midfield strike. On the inside right as Oscar Jimenez went down. Indy 11, seemingly Casey, is determined to build through possession out of the back. And the way Louisville is set up tonight, that's playing right into Louisville's hands. And time and time again, Indy either forced to go long, giving it back to Louisville, or Louisville able to turn them over. And after that foul, Louisville with this fifth third free kick. Again, it's about 20 yards really past midfield. On the inside right, Oscar Jimenez is going to put a ball into the box here. He's yep. got about six players to aim at at the top of the box. It should be a good service. Probably right around the PK spot is what he should be aiming for. Here it comes off of Jimenez looking for Tosh Yertle off his line up in the air. Makes the catch. Tosh collides with him. No foul call. The referee allowing play to continue as Yertle caught the ball in the air. And now the referee blowing his whistle because Chapman, actually that's Aiden Quinn and Cameron Lancaster, former teammates with Louisville City, got into it a little bit. Ownby in there as well. The referee having a word of warning to both Quinn and Ownby. It's been a few times tonight, Casey, where tempers have flared a little bit. One more occasion there between some former teammates. Well, I think Quinn was getting mad that Tosh ran into Ertl, but it wasn't intentional whatsoever. Ertl did very well to come for the ball, and a goalkeeper always exposes themselves when they come for a, a ball like that. And so 
both players were okay. Both players were to get up. It wasn't like Sean Tosh was trying to come in and hurt him or anything like that. But just a few choice words there from Aiden Quinn. I think the ref has done well, though, to manage the game and not get too card happy in this one. Andy building out of the back. Quinn forward to Lancaster. Or I beg your pardon. Velasquez on the inside left. Velasquez forward to Pino. He goes down under challenge from Tosh. But Tosh had touched the ball out for an Indy throw. No foul. Referee gives the throw. It's to Indy. Dem brought the left back. Will take it just past the midfield stripe on the near side of the left for Indy. Into the middle to Jack Blake. Turns and plays it with his right foot to the inside right. There's King, the right back. Macaulay King. Checks it into the middle of the Blake, back to King wide, right still in the defensive half. Winder coming up with pressure, King a ball over the top, no one there but Sharpie. He touches it forward to Ombi, here comes Louisville. Ombi charging forward into the attacking half, wide right it goes to Jimenez. Lancaster in the middle, Jimenez plays it through to Ombi, who continues to run outside of the box. Ombi's cross, blocked, it'll drift behind finally, and it's a Vi-Fi corner to cheers from the crowd. This Vi-Fi corner from the near side of the Louisville rights. Excellent combination play there between Brian Ombi and Oscar Jimenez, but a really good defensive run from Danbrod to track back and not allow Ombi to get that cross up. But a great opportunity here for Louisville City to send a ball in on this set piece and see if they can hit one of those targets and get another look on goal. Third 5-5 corner. This one coming in front of the Estopinal end on the near side. The Louisville right will be an in-swinger off the left foot of Oscar Jimenez. He raises his arm. Here it comes. The 5-5 corner driven in toward the penalty spot. Adams had the header. Just couldn't direct it on target. And his header, in fact, will go past the far sideline. Just an inch from the corner flag. It's going to be a throw to the Indy 11. So it'll keep it on this end. Looked like Kyle Adams went up, maybe trying to flick on the header toward the back post. He certainly wasn't trying to direct it on target. And no one on the end of it ultimately after that flick on header. But it'll stay on this end, Casey. Yeah, Wes Sharpie a little upset because he had a jersey pullback. It looked like uh, the Indy 11 player had a fistful of jersey and pulled him down. So he was a little upset that there was no foul there called but a decent set piece from Louisville City. Louisville turns Indy over. Here's Ombi, middle of the field, 30 yards away, driving in. He takes a shot. It's clipped behind by Diz Pay. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City, this time from the far side, the left. Once again, Indy trying to build out of the back, and they look completely out of ideas. Louisville turns them over. Ombi drives in, has a hit from about 20 yards. It was deflected behind, and the corner coming from the far side, the left for Louisville. Indy has not been able to find an answer to the pressure that Louisville City is bringing and how to break down the middle of the field. I don't mind that look from Brian Omi. He's coming across the goal face and then tries to drive it back where he came from. It's a little far out to be super successful, but I don't mind it from Omi. In swinger off the right foot of Jimenez. Vi-Fi corner. Here's his approach. He hits it high into the air toward the near post. Over the head of Tosh. Winder with a touch. Cleared away by Dambrot. His clearance bounces toward the center circle. Gibson tracking back, hits it back to the goalkeeper Zimla, and Louisville will continue possession. Decent ball in there from Jimenez, just couldn't get that final touch. Zimla hits it long down the inside right. Header from Dambrot for Indy, falls to Blake in the middle, trying to touch it back to Quinn. Blake will retrieve it back to Dambrot. Ball forward on the near side. The Indy left to Velasquez at midfield. He's drifting backward, gives it up to Quinn. Quinn forward to Guenzotti, who's been quiet tonight. Guenzotti, though, taken right away from Sharpie. Sharpie, though, a loose ball, and King steps in for Indy to win it back. Here's Quinn with it. Dribbles out of the center circle, and Louisville's pressure nearly turning Indy over once again, but Indy remains on the ball. It's Dambrod in the attacking half by a yard. Velasquez backward to Blake on the inside left for Indy in the defensive half. He swings it to the right side to King inside right. Wide right it goes to Quinn, touches it back to King, who has 10 yards of space. Call it King. 
walking pace right now to Blake. Back to King. Further backward it goes to Dispay, middle of the field. Under pressure from Lancaster, he goes to the near side. Chapman Page on the near side line, middle of the field, Quinn. Quinn tries to play it forward, intercepted by Gibson, but he can't control it. Quinn picks up the loose ball, charging forward. Aiden Quinn into the attacking half, 30 yards from goal. Quinn forward to Guinzotti in the box on the right side. Guinzotti shot it. Was it deflected? It goes behind into the side netting, and it was not deflected. It's just a... A errant shot, and it's a goal kick to Louisville City. First time, really, Indy that has, has been able to get forward in this second half. We played 11 and a half minutes in the second half. Louisville in front, one to nothing. That's the first time Indy's gotten forward, and they just couldn't put the shot on target from Guinzotti. Well, and I think one of the first times they've been able to break through the middle of the field, and it was because of a Gibson trying to intercept it and wasn't able to fully get on the end of it, and so it falls right to an Indy 11 player in the middle of the field, and so that's the first time that they've really been able to attack from that sort of positioning and so it was a decent attack a good track back there from Adams to force him out wide and not allow the shot to be on target long ball over the top for Louisville City headed away by Douglas Martinez he had Dia making a run just behind him goes to King he clips it forward loose ball picked up by Tellefson forward to Brian Ombi he turns into the attacking half on the left side wide left it goes to Elijah Winder forward to Amadou Dio is he onside he's not flag goes up Dio would have gotten to the end line and had an opportunity to cross had he been onside. But the flag goes up. It's a free kick to Indy 11. Mentioned Sebastian Guenzotti. You may remember him with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Scored 59 goals with the Rowdies over the last six seasons. He's in his first year with Indy. We're going to have some subs here for the Indy 11. They need to change. They need to change the pace of the game. They're going to make two switches here. One of them, Meshach Jerome. A Haitian international center back at 33 years of age. Jerome in his 13th year as a pro. He's going to come on in place of Callum Chapman Page. And the other substitution will be Eunice Budati, who last week started at left back. He's going to come on in place of Stefano Pino. So maybe a change in formation here for Mark Lowry, the Indy 11 head coach in his second year after leading El Paso for the last three seasons prior to last year. Again, it's Budati coming on for Pino and Meshach Jerome coming on for Chapman Page. Both of those substitutions for the Indy 11 in the 59th minute with Louisville in front one to nothing are brought to you by Fortnite. And it looks like they might be pushing to a little bit more of a two front with Martinez and Guinzotti with Budati coming on and filling in more of that like right wing, right back position. Mark Lowry trying to change things up because he needs to. His team has not been able to find an answer to the pressure, find a way to break down this defensive shape. So by changing up the formation and putting a few more attacking players higher up the field, he's hoping that they'll be able to pop off the back line the way Ombi has and find those pockets of space. Yeah, Macaulay King started it right back tonight. He's now playing at left back as Budati has come in at the right back spot and the starting left back Dambrot has pushed well forward down that left side almost as a left winger or at least a left midfielder as as, uh, Indy tries to build out of the back here they have it with King now the left back in the middle on the inside left is Quinn just outside of the center circle under pressure from Tellison and Quinn hits it out just trying to play to the near side of Velasquez another poor pass from Indy under pressure from Louisville it's a throw to Louisville City on the near side to Louisville right just a few yards shy of the midfield's stripe Oscar Jimenez takes it backward to the captain tonight, Sean Tosh. Tosh clips it forward. It's deflected by Guenzotti. It's out for another Louisville throw at about the same spots. Comes in from Jimenez once again. Back to Tosh. Forward to Jimenez. He's looking long. Jimenez over the top. Looking for Ombi. Headed up by Dispay. Dambrot brings it down the near sideline. Inside left it goes to Quinn. Velasquez back to Quinn. Quickly trying to work out of the back here. Indy Blake. Ball from the middle of the field over the top on the far side to Budati. Budati can't catch up to it. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side this time. The left in the defensive half. 
when I feel like Amadou Dia had that one covered. I think the only issue right now that Louisville City's having going forward is they're trying to play the player and the ball through the exact same seam. What needs to happen is the ball needs to go through one seam and the player needs to almost spin off of that defender and run behind it. What that does is it forces the defender, do I watch the player, do I track the ball, and it gives the attacking player a little bit more of an advantage going forward. Here comes Louisville City. Ombi through to Lancaster. Can he get there? Lancaster goes down under a sandwich of two challenges, and it's a foul, and it's going to be our first booking of the night. Foul called against Indy 11. And the crowd cheering here because it's going to give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick from about 30 yards away in the dead middle of the field. Foul called against Dambrot, and he has shown a World of Beer yellow card. Our first World of Beer yellow card of the night goes to Robbie Dambrot of the Indy 11. In the 61st minute here, Louisville in front one to nothing. And I think he's a little lucky that he had a teammate back there with him because if he didn't, that would have been a red card because it would have been denying a goal-scoring opportunity. But just as we saw Lancaster do on the other side of the field, this is about the same distance and a little bit more straight on. So we saw him hit that one off the crossbar. you got to imagine that he's wanting a little bit of revenge from hitting it off the crossbar. So it's going to look definitely for a shot from Lancaster here. The team needs to make sure that they are crashing the goal and running at Ertl because that's going to force Ertl to have to maybe look at them, look at the ball. It can lead to a few distractions, and it's also going to allow if it does deflect or Ertl doesn't get clean on the save for a nice, easy tap-in. As Casey said, Lancaster from about the same distance in the first half in a similar spot banged it off the underside of the crossbar on a free kick. He looks in the mood for a goal tonight in the 62nd minute. His team in front one to nothing. Lancaster standing over it all alone with a three-man indie wall. A couple of Louisville players mixed into that wall as well. But this is going to be Lancaster's opportunity. He scored twice in league play this year. Can he put his trademark on this game and give Louisville just their fourth multi-goal performance of the season? Referee blows his whistle. It is Cameron Lancaster's free kick, and it's into the chest of Yertle. Hit right down the middle of the goal. Yertle perfectly placed, and he caught it almost like a football player fielding a punt. And that free kick, not quite as pinpoint as the one in the first half for Lancaster. Yeah, he just did not get the placement on it right. I think he had the right power on it. I just don't think he had the placement necessarily on it. So not typical of Cameron Lancaster, but a good set piece. Really nicely done from Ertl there to hold on to it cleanly and not allow for a deflection. 63rd minute, Louisville in front one to nothing. Indy with the ball, Dispay in the middle of the field, defensive half. Wide right, it goes to Meshach Jerome, the most experienced international player on this field tonight between the two teams. He's got 76 caps internationally with his nation, Haiti. King into the center circle, goes to Velasquez. He's dribbling to the left side of the center circle. Into the attacking half, Blake on the inside left for Indy, who have had seldom few chances in this game. Blake to Velasquez, backward it goes to King, standing at the midfield strike. Blake now Velasquez once again dribbles into the center circle, plays it across the center circle to the right side. Meshach Jerome standing on the midfield stripe. Backward it goes to Diz Pay. Under pressure from Lancaster, he turns backward to Yertle, the goalkeeper, playing outside of his box right now. King on the inside left with time and space, walking pace right now for the Indy 11. Quinn dropping deep. Plays it across in the air to the far side. Jerome on the far side line. Backward it goes to Diz Pay. Louisville just laying off the back line right now, allowing them to make mistakes, which they do here. Turnover from Dispay, intercepted by Ombi. Ombi dribbling forward. Quinn sticks out a leg to clear it away. Headed down by Adams on the end of that clearance, and Tellefson picks it up for Louisville. The attack still on 
for the boys in purple. From Adams forward on the inside left to Ownby. Wide left it goes at the midfield strike. Dia back to Kyle Adams, the left of the three center backs. He plays it into the center circle to Gibson. Gibson plays it wide right to Tosh. Time and space. He crosses into the attack. Tosh 20 yards past midfield. Wide right to Jimenez. Looking to play it into the box on the ground. Knocked away by King. Dambrot will clean it up for Indy. He's looking to play it long out of trouble. On the ground forward to Douglas Martinez. Martinez touches it. Tellison recovers for Louisville. The attack's still on for Louisville City. Jimenez tried to play it off of Martinez out for a throw, and it's going to go past the inline. It's going to be a Wi-Fi corner. Indy looking tired and a little bit out of ideas right now, and Louisville taking advantage. Jimenez trying to play it around his defender, I thought. It was just deflected by Martinez, and it goes behind. And it's a Wi-Fi corner from the near side, the right for Louisville City. Yeah, I'm almost certain that Jimenez did not mean for that to go out as a corner kick, uh, but a very fortunate uh, mistake there. For Oscar Jimenez, and I, I do agree. I think Indy looks a little bit tired. I think the short recovery time from their previous match and the heat out there definitely having an impact on them. 25 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Left-footed ball from Jimenez. Here it comes from the Wi-Fi corner. Driven in towards Tosh. It's headed down and it's headed in. And it's Lancaster who headed it in for Louisville City. And for just the fourth time this year, they have multiple goals in a game. Lancaster scores for the third time this season in regular season league play. And Louisville City has a two-goal cushion over their rivals from up north I-65. It is two to nothing in favor of Louisville City over the Indy 11. Lancaster scoring and this crowd of 13,000 plus, plus with plenty to cheer about here at Lynn Family Stadium. And that is even with the player pulling his jersey back. But we talked about those corner kicks, those set pieces. Oscar Jimenez has just been so good with his delivery and his services, and there it's no different. It's a beautifully placed ball. Tosh makes a run, a hard run towards the near post, which pulls the defender away, and it opens up the space for Lancaster to pop into for a nice, easy, clean header into the back of the net. You saw what it meant for Lancaster and the sheer joy and excitement on his face. This is exactly what this team needs. That goal in the 66th minute it was scored, brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. And Casey, consider this. Oscar Jimenez is second all-time for Louisville City in assists over the course of his long Louisville City career, which dates all the way back to 2017. Jimenez over the course of that career with 32 assists in all competitions. But he had yet to have an assist this season coming into tonight. He's got two tonight. Two. So that yes. just shows the struggles Louisville City has had, and they've been able to flip the script tonight in so many ways. As we've moved into the 67th minute now, it's out for a Louisville City throw in the defensive half. Flipped forward by Gibson from the throw. Blake brings it down for Indy. Ownby right there gets a touch and draws a foul, and Aiden Quinn is going to get booked here. A world of beer yellow card. Players coming together. Quinn with a little forearm shove into the chest of Sharpie. And finally, the players are separated. It's Ombi down on the ground, and Aiden Quinn, the former Louisville City captain from back in 2015 to 2016. He's played for a rival before, FC Cincinnati. He now plays for another rival, and he's booked here. A world of beer yellow card, our second of the match, both shown to Indy 11 players, and Ombi down hurt. The trainer, Stuart Wright, going to jog on to check on him. Well, Quinn's been getting a little feisty throughout this whole game. He's had a, a few arguments here and there, and that one he just has a complete late challenge on Brian Ombi. Hopefully Ombi's okay, uh, but that we saw that yellow card coming for him just based on how this game has gone. Now we just got to hope that it can continue to be a clean game and everyone can get out of here without any injuries due to the heat, due to the 
competitiveness, the rivalry, you know, these things can get heated. So hopefully all players can end up all right. And Brian Ombi, it's just a little bit of a knock, and he'll be able to continue on because he's just been spectacular. We're in the 68th, moving into the 69th minute here. Louisville in front, suit or nothing. Look at the statistics. And again, Indy dominating possession thoroughly. Seven or 69% possession for the Indy 11. Louisville at just 31%, but they have had all the chances in this game. 12 shots for Lou City, four of them on target, including the two goals. Indy with just two shots all night. But we've talked about this before. Possession doesn't win games. And we've said that with Louisville City, who was so content with just working it around the back in their previous matches, who were who love to keep the ball and have the ball, but they never had possession with the purpose. And that's what we're seeing with Indy tonight. They've had so much of the ball, but it hasn't been possession with the purpose. They haven't been able to do anything with it. And possession doesn't win games. On be back to his feet, he'll stay in the game. Fifth third free kick sent long from the defensive half to Kyle Adams, who's playing 30 yards forward. He does well to keep it in play, battling with an Indy player. Flipped it forward, and ultimately Elijah Winder cannot chase it down. It's going to go out behind for a an Indy goal kick. And Indy looking for answers, trailing 2 to nothing to their rivals. They're going to go to the bench again. Louisville City has yet to make a substitution. It is going to be coming on the number 10, Harrison Robledo, a player on loan from FC Cincinnati in Major League Soccer. He is going to check on in place of Dambrot. And then the other substitution, Solomon Asante, a back-to-back MVP earlier in his career with the Phoenix Rising. He's going to check in in place of Sebastian Velasquez. So Asante... The number 20, a very dangerous player for this Indy 11 team. He scored 50 USL goals, was two-time MLS MVP in 2019 and 2020. He checks in for the first time with about 20 minutes to go. Those two substitutions for the Indy 11 brought to you by Fortnite in the 70th minute. From a goal kick, though, Louisville City wins the ball back. In the attacking half, it's Dia outside of the box, drives in across toward the back post over everyone's head. Jimenez keeps it alive into the middle zone, being cleared behind by Dispay just in front of the goal mouth in the six-yard box. It's going to be another Wi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the near side of the right where they just scored from moments ago. And Oscar Jimenez almost with a trio of assists there. It's a great first service in. I think it was from Amadou Dia just over everyone's head. But then Oscar Jimenez being able to hit that one time back across. Barely missed finding Ombi there at the near post. But again, a good corner kick. Jimenez's services have been very good. This is the exact side that they scored off looking to repeat it. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner. Driven in towards the penalty spot. Tosh's header saved off the line by Yertle. And the loose ball, Gwenzotti trying to clear it away. He plays it forward. Robledo trying to chase it down. Ombi beats him to it. It's out. No, it stays in somehow. Dia kept it alive on the far sideline. The attack's still on for Louisville City. Dia down the far sideline. Ombi on the inline. Ombi's driven across the winder. Flicks it on towards Lancaster. Cleared out of the six-yard box by Jerome for Indy. Falls to Dia on the far sideline. He dribbles in. Right-footed ball in towards him. as making his run. It's caught by Yertle. Couple of opportunities there for Lou City. Casey Tosh with a header and a fantastic reaction save from Yertle to deny Louisville City a third goal. I mean, I'm sorry, you should have to give Yertle a round of applause for that save because that was absolutely incredible. Toach thought he had that one, but Ertle just saving it off the line. Here comes Indy Asante, ball across the face of goal. It's knocked behind by Tellison. Dangerous moment for Louisville City defensively. Quinn played it in for Solomon Asante on the right side. He played it across the face of goal, and Tellison had nothing he could do but play it behind. It's going to be a corner to Indy from the near side, the Indy left. And I think Louisville City just getting caught a bit in transition here. They had so many bodies, so many numbers forward on that corner kick, and they were able to recycle the ball so many times that players weren't running back to get set in their defensive shape, and Indy took advantage of that. 
Here it comes from Blake off his right foot. Hit high into the air. Punched away out of the crowd by Zimla. Robledo brings it down over his shoulder. Drops it off back to Jerome. Jerome hits it first time toward the near sideline. Will it get to Blake? Lancaster chasing it down. Blake goes to the ground. Sticks out a leg and trips Lancaster. It's a foul. And a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half on the inside. Right in Jack Blake coming over with a word to Cameron Lancaster. A word of apology it appears as Lancaster hurting after he was caught in the shin there, but he appears to be more or less okay. It's going to be a free kick to Louisville City with 18 minutes to go. Louisville in front, 2-0, looking to end this three-game losing streak before a season-high crowd of 13,248 it's been announced. So, so far, so good for Louisville City. Just looking to see this out over the last 18 minutes. And it's not going to be an easy 18 minutes because Indy 11 is beginning to make a lot of subs, trying to get bodies in there, fresh legs out there to see if they can get something going offensively. They're going to use the confidence that they have from that last attack where they were able to get a, a decent cross in. Not really a look on target, but a decent cross in. So they're going to look to continue to build on that. Louisville City has to finish this game out. They have to be professional with how they close the match. Fifth third free kick hit long by Tosh. Winder on the far sideline trying to keep it alive. It's cut out by Indy. Cleared away there by King along the back line. It's clearance picked up by Louisville City. It's back with the boys in purple in the center circle. Sharpie. Tosh to the right side of it. He's 20 yards into the attacking half. Veering into the middle, Sean Tosh. Well forward. He plays it wide left to Adams who's 10 yards into the attacking half himself. All 10 field players on the attacking side of things right now for Louisville City. Tellison, a good ball to Dia, but the offside flag goes up. Dia's cross would have been a challenging one for Indy to, to deal with. But the flag went up immediately from the near side against Amadou Dia for a second time in the last 10 minutes or so. And it's going to give a free kick here to the Indy 11 in their penalty area. So that's the third or fourth time this game that Dia has been offsides, and that's just not really like him, especially with where he is on the field. He's able to see the entire back line of Indy 11, so he really needs to do better there of staying on side because that was a great ball out to find him from Telefson, and Dia had several bodies in the box that he could have released to, so Dia just has to be a little bit better there with staying on sides. Foul here against Louisville City's Kyle Adams, the newcomer, the New Zealander who was acquired in a trade earlier this week for Enoch Mushtagalusa, who was sent on loan to the San Diego Loyal. Adams looked like he was going to get booked for a minute, but he came over and pleaded his case to the referee. It's just a common foul, no booking. Free kick, though, to Indy on the right side, about five yards shy of the midfield stripe in their defensive half for Indy 11 with 16 minutes to go plus stoppage time in this game. Louisville in front 2 to nothing, looking to take each of the two meetings between these two sides this season after they won one to nothing up in Indianapolis in May. Blake, after the whistle goes, plays the free kick on the ground backward to Jerome and Indy builds out of the back. Right center back to left center back. Jerome did his pay. Now Yunus Budati who checked in in the second half at midfield on the near side of the left. Flips over the top for Quinn making a run forward, headed away by Sharpie. Asante cleans up the loose ball forward to Martinez. Now Blake, now Robledo in the middle of the field in the attacking half for Indy. Inside left it goes to Budati, wide left in fact. Budati plays it into Quinn with time and space inside left. Quinn, Martinez, now Asante, he's going to take aim from 20 yards, his shot deflected high up into the air and over the bar and behind, but it is deflected by an Indy 11 player. It's going to be a goal kick to Louisville City. Solomon Asante though with plenty of space there, Casey, and that is always a dangerous proposition to give a player of that quality that much space. Yeah, there's just a little bit of a gap between the two midfielders for Louisville City in the back, the back three for Louisville City, and so they have to have a little bit better communication on who's supposed to step, who's supposed to drop in and fill and pick up that player. Another hydration break. We had one in the first half at about the 30-minute mark. We do here in the second half at the 30-minute mark of the second half. We're in the 76th minute. Uh, Louisville in front, 2 to nothing. 
I just want to talk about Kyle Adams. Go for because it. Because the seamless transition that he's been able to have, I don't know if you feel the same way. Absolutely. But, he's, I mean. He's looked like he's been with the team all year it, out there tonight. It, it looks like he's been there this whole time. And I don't know if that is due to the level of player that he is or the systems that are in place at Louisville City, and maybe it's a little bit of both, that he was able to come in a high-level player, a very talented player, and be able to learn the systems that are in place. This is how we play on the back line. This is what we do. And, I mean, it's just been a seamless transition. I literally, if, 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 a, player, if a person was new to watching, they would not be able to point out which player just started here not even a week ago. We're in the 77th minute. It's time for you to head to Twitter to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match poll. It'll be open for the next 10 minutes. You can vote now at twitter.com slash City. And by the way, fans, when Lou City wins, you win. This season, Lou City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty if the boys in purple win. No purchase necessary. The offer is valid the day following a victory. You can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. Right now, you have a free small frosty in your life tomorrow. Because Louisville City is in front 2 to nothing with 13 minutes plus to go, plus stoppage time over in the 11 here. And to answer your question, Casey, I think it's a bit of both with Kyle Adams. He mentioned with San Diego they were playing a three-man back line. So he's coming from a three-man back line system. And Louisville City switching to that system tonight, giving Danny Cruz more options. And as you mentioned, Adams has been terrific tonight, making his Louisville City debut from the start. He just joined the team on Monday. Coming all the way over from San Diego. His fiance was driving in with all of their stuff, he said earlier this week. Ball back in play after the water break, the hydration break. It's hit long from the goal kick by Zimla. It's out for an Indy throw on the far side. The Indy right in their defensive half. Just a few yards shy of midfield. Actually, a foul went against Louisville City. So a free kick to Indy here. They played quickly from Blake to Meshach. Jerome now King playing as the right back once again. He plays it over the top. Adams retrieves it for Louisville City. He hits it long. Looking for Lancaster. Does well to hold it up. Still Lancaster holding it up with Jerome on his back. Still Lancaster. And finally a foul called. Terrific physical play from Cameron Lancaster there. He carried Jerome for about 10 yards and finally drew the foul. That is excellent from Lancaster. Very patient on the ball, holding him up. And what I love is he didn't try to go down to draw the foul. He held him off. He kept possession. And that's what allowed him to get that foul. Louisville coming forward after the fifth third free kick. They turn it over, though, as Elijah Winder tried to find a teammate. It was intercepted. Here comes Indy. Douglas Martinez on the overlap. Robledo outside of the box, driven and crossed towards the penalty spot, towards Winzotti, cleared out by Wes Sharpie, who read it well. Dia trying to play it in to, uh, to Ownby. Knocked up into the air. Lancaster brings it down, touches it back to Ownby, and the attack's still on for Louisville City. Wide left it goes Dia. Now Ownby wide left at midfield. Inside left, Elijah Winder. Now Rasmus Tellefson in the center circle. Tellefson to the right side. He goes to Sean Tosh. Five yards past the mid, or short of the midfield strike. Tosh turns around Robledo, who was in his back pocket, and gets into the attacking half. Some nifty stuff there from Tosh. On the ground forward, Lancaster does the flag stay down. He's in the box on the right side. Flag does stay down. It's for Cameron Lancaster. Looking to cross. It's knocked behind by Dispay. A Wi-Fi corner for Louisville City. Just a ball through. No one really picked it up. Lancaster was the first to react, and he was onside, and he's able to win a corner for his team. Louisville City with a number of corners in this game. This will be their seventh of the night for the near side of the right. Yeah, and Lancaster timed that really well because it looked like he was offside, and I think the whole back line of Indy 11 thought he was. And Lancaster, you can tell that it's been a long game, a little maybe some tired legs there, not willing to take the player on one-on-one, but he gets the corner kick again, and Louisville City scored on one. Had one saved off the line. Are they going to be able to find the back of the net here? Here it comes from Jimenez, headed away by Martinez. Back to Jimenez. He chests it down to Tellefson. 
Tellison inside right goes backward to Gibson. Gibson over the top looking for Jimenez. Flag stays down. Jimenez brings it down outside of the box. Backward to Ownby. Ownby's cross deflected high up into the air. Yertle has to punch it away in front of Elijah Winder and it goes behind. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City to cheers from this crowd of 13,000 plus. They appreciate what they're seeing tonight from Lou City. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner from the near side the right once again. Well, it's an incredible second run from Jimenez to start that service there and a beautiful ball from Gibson to find him there. It's really nicely done from Louisville City. Jimenez is going to switch it up. He's going to go with the right foot from the Wi-Fi corners because they go short. Here's Tellison outside of the box. Drops it off to Gibson. Gibson clips it in toward the back post. Headed up in the air by Indy. It'll fall to Robledo. Now Martinez a touch. A collision between him and Dia. Ball stays alive with Indy though. The referee plays advantage. It's Quinn on the far side. Drops it off to Blake. Still in the defensive half. Backwards to Meshack Jerome outside of the indie box. And Louisville now drops their numbers back. Ball forward from Jerome to Quinn in the center circle. He touches it forward, carries it forward toward the center circle, uh, the kickoff spot. Now it's Asante on the inside left. Wide left to Budati in the attacking half. Inside left Quinn once again. Quinn across the center circle in the air to King, who's playing a few yards into the attacking half. Indy needs two goals to save themselves a couple of points here with just over nine minutes to go plus stoppage time. Louisville leads it two to nothing. A goal on either side of halftime. Dispay, ball through down the middle. Quinzani giving chase. It's cleared away just in front of him by Amadou Dia. Clearance bounces on the inside right and a foul as Oscar Jimenez collided with Yunus Budati. So Indy will have this free kick in their attacking half on the inside left about 25 yards past the midfield stripe. Certainly too far to put a shot on target. But I would imagine this ball will head into the box, will go into the box, rather, Casey, from this inside left position. Quinn and Blake standing over it. Absolutely. It's going to be a good service. Looking again, find that about penalty kick spot, forcing Zimlet out to decide whether he's going to come out or not. A really good opportunity, though, for Andy to try to claw their way back into this one. This game is not over by any means. There is still quite a bit of time left on the clock. Danny Cruz is going to make some substitutions here in a minute. Here's the free kick. Clipped in high in the air by Quinn. It's awkward for Zimley. He has to touch it over the bar and onto the roof of the net. It's going to be a corner here for Indy. That ball was awkward for Oliver Zimley. Hit high into the air by Quinn. Nearly was a bit too heavy, but it just dropped down on Oliver Zimley. He took no chances and pawed it over. And here's the thing. Zemla hasn't had to do a whole lot this game, but the sign of a good goalkeeper is they step up when they're when they're needed, and that's what Zimla does so well. He stays engaged in this game. He stays involved, and that's what allows him to be ready when the moment comes. Corner taking short. That short. They work around to Butati. He has a hit from distance. It's deflected. It's rolling loose. Zimla off of his line trying to keep clear it out. It'll roll past in front of him, though, and it'll be another Vi-Fi. I beg your pardon, another corner for Indy, this time from the near side. They are left. They're going to try and take it quickly short again. They do. Martinez into Blake. Blake's cross. Driven in towards the back post. Headed up by Adams. Gibson picks it up and clears it further away for Louisville City. It'll drop down to Butati for Indy. And the attack's still on for the visitors here with seven and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time. Louisville in front two to nothing. They swing it from right to left to Blake. On the overlap, Martinez near the inline. Can he keep it alive? He does. Martinez trying to dribble past Elijah Winder. Winder, though, knocks it behind. It's another corner for Indy from the near side of the Indy left. And this time they're going to put it into the box. Blake is going to set it up to hit it long. They're not going to go short. This is the biggest defensive test that Lou City has had so far this game, and they've done very well. Good clearances. They've done well with dealing with the set pieces, tracking their marks. They're going to have to continue to grind this one out. Here comes the corner. An in-swinger off the right foot of Blake, driven in high towards the back post, towards Dispay. Adams up once again for the header to clear it out. Robledo brings it down outside of the box. He'll drop it off backward to Jerome. Lancaster chasing it. Now it's Budati on the inside left. 
looking for an option. Spins around toward the near sideline. Plays it here to Blake. He's going to put it across once again. Jack Blake's cross. A decent one headed out by Sharpie. It'll fall to Dispay. He knocks it down to King. King a heavy touch, though. Ownby giving chase at the far sideline. Ownby gets between King and the ball. And it is going to be a foul against McCauley King of Indy 11. Ownby with terrific hustle once again. He is Mr. Hustle for Louisville City right now. And it's going to be a bye-bye. I beg your pardon, a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City on the far sideline. We have some substitutions, though, before that free kick comes in. The first subs of the night for Louisville City coming now in the 84th minute. Wilson Harris and Manny Perez are going to come into the game. Cameron Lancaster getting a hero's cheer as he comes off. He scored one of the two goals tonight for Louisville City. He's going to be replaced by Harris and Oscar Jimenez, who has registered his first two assists of the season tonight. Is also getting a big cheer from the crowd. He comes out in place of Manny Perez. Indy 11 also with a substitution here. Coming out for them is going to be Jack Blake in the midfield. He is going to be replaced by Roberto Molina, an El Salvador player, born in El Salvador, playing in his third season in the USL, his first in Indy. All three of those substitutions in the 85th minute now with Louisville in front, 2-0, brought to you by Fortna. What a threat to be able to bring on players like Wilson Harris and Manny Perez in this minute of the match when you're already up 2-0. I will say it is so good to see Wilson Harris back out there, but I do think Lancaster and Jimenez, Jimenez I, I think, should be man of the match. And if he's not, fans, I don't know what you're doing, but it should be Oscar Jimenez. He was so great today. Wilson Harris making his first appearance for Louisville City since June 10th. That was a 3-1 loss here at Lynn Family Stadium to Memphis. He's been battling injury over the last month, so he makes his triumphant return tonight for the boys in purple. Indy trying to come forward. It's cut out by Tosher's Benny Perez with some terrific dribbling skill. He looks very fresh. Forward it goes to Harris. His first touches. Harris on the right side in the attacking half, trying to get past Dispay. Dispay drags him down. It's a foul. And it's going to be another booking. A world of beer yellow card out of the pocket of Ricardo Fierro shown to Adrian Dispay of the Indy 11. And the fifth third free kick for Louisville City with four and a half minutes to go. They lead it two to nothing. It's going to come on the right side, about eight yards from the near corner of the Indy penalty area. Another set-piece opportunity for Louisville City here, Casey. Well, Wilson Harris looking like he hasn't missed a beat, picking up the ball there, not afraid to attack on the dribble, attack quickly. Like I said earlier in the match, defenders hate when you run at them with pace because it's so difficult to judge. They get caught up on their feet, so really nicely done. But a good set-piece here. I imagine it'll be Dia trying to whip a ball in, but Perez would set up for a little bit nicer of a set-piece for bending him for a service. But regardless, a decent area for a good cross in the box. Dia, a left foot option, Perez a right foot option, Perez steps over, it's going to be Dia, he rolls it to Perez back to Dia, Dia on his less preferred right foot, tries to dribble in, it's a heavy touch and Indy turns Louisville over, here comes Asante dribbling forward, Ownby and Dia both slide down to the ground and they both win the ball, almost collectively, almost as a joint effort there, and Louisville wins the ball back, it's Perez on the near sideline, clips it through for Ownby, still chasing it, Harris chasing it as well, Dispay gets to it first though gets it out of that crowd, across the top of the box to King, Indy trying to build out of the back here with just over three minutes to go, they need to score a couple of late goals if they want to salvage something. Louisville trying to see this game out. They lead it two to nothing. Indy into the attack with Budati on the near side, the left. Inside left it goes to Robledo. Budati back to Robledo. Now Quinn at the midfield strike to the left of the center circle. Robledo, the loney from FC Cincinnati in Major League Soccer, dribbles forward. Inside it goes to Budati. Guinzati 25 yards from goal. Robledo in the box on the left side, looking to cross. Perez defending. Back it goes to Budati. He'll have a hit. It's deflected through and wide. Ultimately wide. It's going to be a corner to Indy. 
Hit by Budati, deflected on its way through. Zimla diving, might have had it covered, and it was just a couple of feet wide of his right post, Oliver Zimla. This corner for Indy coming from the near side, the Indy left. That was a great shot, and it's always so dangerous when you're able to keep it low like that because, as you saw there, all the deflections, you don't know what's going to happen there, and I do think Zimla would have had it covered at the near post, but still shaky moments there at the back. Aiden Quinn's corner into the near post toward Asante, headed away by Ownby. It'll fall back to Quinn. He's going to cross it once again. Aiden Quinn on his left. Here's the cross in towards the penalty spot, headed high into the air by Tosh. Loose in the area. Molino up for the header. Was it a handball? Referee didn't see it. Robledo with it, 25 yards from goal. Cuts it onto his right. Still a Robledo. Gives it up to King. He clips it high into the air. Martinez headed away from him by Sharpie. King's hit deflected high into the air, and it's going to go behind once again. Macaulay King with a hit from 20 yards. Deflected behind. It'll be another corner for Indy from the far side there right this time. With two minutes to go plus stoppage time, Louisville with a two-goal lead. The aggressiveness in the box and the willingness to do what it takes to clear the ball to safety is so much better tonight than it was a week ago, and that's what's made a big difference on these set pieces. Quinn's corner, an in-swinger off his left, headed out by Winder. Harris giving chase to try and win it for Louisville City, and he's able to ultimately after a header. Here's Harris with Winder making a run in front of him, but Harris has it picked off by Robledo. Louisville would have been surely in there if Harris could have just gotten that pass off, but Robledo takes it back for Indy, and the attack's still on for Indy 11. Jerome to the far side, to Quinn on the far sideline. Circling infield, he's near the midfield stripe. He goes backward in the defensive half to Jerome. Harris giving chase. Jerome back to the goalkeeper. Ural playing out of his box. Forward it goes to Molina on the near sideline. Perez up chasing it. Backward it goes from Molina to Robledo. And now Jerome, who has space finally. And Indy trying to build out of the back once again. King on the far side at midfield. Picks up his head. Long ball down the middle. Knocked up in the air by Sharpie. Brought down by Adams. Adams into the middle to Tellison. And there's some calmness on the ball from Kyle Adams, the newcomer. No nerves from him in his debut for Louisville City tonight. He's been phenomenal. Tosh, ball over the top. Perez, the player forward he's aiming for. It'll bounce in front of him. Manny Perez touches the ball, and then the flag goes up. Offside against Manny Perez. It'll give a free kick to Indy here with 40 seconds to go, plus stoppage time in this game. And Louisville's going to make two more substitutions. Indy out of subs. They've made all five. Louisville with three subs to go. They're going to use two of them here. Ray Serrano's going to check into the game, as is Niall McCabe. Mr. Lou City honored for his 200th appearance before tonight's game. He's going to make his 201st appearance tonight. Ownby coming out, Tellefson coming out. So McCabe on for Tellefson, Serrano on for Ownby. Those substitutions in the 90th minute brought to you by Fortno with Louisville in front, 2-0 over Indy 11. I think that's one of my favorite games that I've seen Tellefson play, and I think it's the role that he was able to play in this game is a little more true to who he is as a player. He was able to sit in centrally a little bit more, sit back with Gibson. He didn't have to be the playmaker. He didn't have to be the player um, out on the wing running in behind. He was able just to kind of be himself and have a little bit more creativity off the ball, and I liked seeing that from him. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee is at a minimum of four minutes. Here's Robledo in the box. Knocked off of his feet. will fall to Asante. His shot pulls down and blocked by Amadou Dia. Pops high into the air to the far sideline. It'll be kept in play by King of Indy 11. Jerome now with it. Ten yards past midfield for Indy. Diz Pay, the other center back, he's also into the attacking half. Everyone in the attacking half with the goalkeeper right now in red. Quinn, a ball forward on the ground. Robledo let it roll through for Guenzotti. He couldn't control it. It's knocked into the arms of Oliver Zimla. Zimla able to use his hands there. It was not a back pass, though it was touched off of a Louisville defender. And Zimla diving on the end line to keep it in play, not let it go out for a corner. He finally now picks it up as Guenzotti came in, and Louisville's going to send everybody forward and try and eat up some clock here. Much better defensively, though, from Louisville City. They did very well as the ball was coming into the middle. It was making sure that a player was stepping and there was somebody covering, and that allowed them to not give Indy 11 a clean look on target. 
Simla punts it long. Budati there for Indy to head it back into the arms of Yertle. And Indy with about three minutes to go to try and salvage something late here. Louisville doing a terrific job closing down shooting opportunities for Indy. How many blocks have we had in the second half? Seems like a ton. Indy with it on the far side, the right in their defensive half. Jerome on the inside right. Clips it over the top for Quinn, who's making a run forward. It's cleared away by Sharpie high into the air into the second deck at about 12 rows into the second deck on the far side. Throw for Indy at midfield. King takes it quickly into Jerome. Jerome forward to King inside. Right it goes to Asante at the midfield stripe. He swings it backward to Dispay. Played nearly two minutes of the four. Dispay a long ball down the near sideline looking for Molina. Brought down by Perez. Perez forward to Serrano. A good first touch from Ray. Looking to hit it over the top for Manny who continued his run. But the pass a little bit errant. Dispay clips it backward to Budati. Harrison Perez chasing it. Dispay though able to get out of the crowd with it and play it over to Jerome. Forward it goes to Quinn. Indy coming forward. Long ball from Quinn for Molina giving chase. He's going to get to it. Can he keep it alive? He does. Outside of the box. Molina's cross. A decent one. It's knocked away loose. Quinzotti trying to battle for it. Gibson shields him away from the ball, and then McCabe clears it away. His clearance goes to midfield. Harris there for Louisville City with time and space. He's all alone, though. He might take the whole back line on. Here's Harris still dribbling. Harris across the back line from right to left, and he now has help. Plays it wide left to Dia. Dia's going to take it to the corner flag. He ch- checks it back, plays it backward to Niall McCabe. Louisville smartly using the clock with just over a minute to go out of the minimum four. Middle of the field, 25 yards away is Serrano. Drops it off backward to Tosh, who's playing into the attacking half. Tosh wide right to Manny Perez outside of the box. Drifting toward the corner. Perez puts in a cross, though, to Harris. Knocked down by Dispay. It'll fall to Budati, who's going to hit it long and away for Indy. Towards Douglas Martinez, who wins the header in front of Sharpie. No one there to help him, though. It's headed away by Adams after the header for Martinez. Picked up by Serrano. Back to Tosh. Now Perez. Sliding challenge from behind. A bad one. And Yunus Budati's going to be booked. That is a terrible challenge from Yunus Budati. Manny Perez drawing that foul on a World of Beer yellow card. Shown to Budati of the Indy 11. And on the night, that is now our fourth World of Beer yellow card. All shown to Indy. It's going to give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick in the attacking half on the inside, right about 20 yards past the midfield strike with around 30 seconds to go out of the minimum four of stoppage time. I don't like that challenge. It's late. It's vicious. He did. He knew he wasn't going to get to the ball. There is no need for that. Is what, like the 94th minute? Why are you coming in on a challenge like that? It's just completely reckless, and I am just not a fan of that. Very poor sportsmanship from Budati. Might be the final opportunity, though, for Louisville to put the ball in play. Tosh clips in the fifth-third free kick down the near sideline toward the corner flag. Harris onto it at the corner, trying to hold it up, and it's knocked off of his toes by Molina. It should have been a Wi-Fi corner, I think. Crowd does, too, 13,000-plus. But they've given a goal kick, but the referee blows his whistle before the goal kick is put back in play. And that'll do it. Louisville City ends their three-game skid with a terrific performance tonight. Two to nothing, the final score against the ND11. Danny Cruz, with a little bit of a stroke of genius tonight, changes things completely for Louisville City, changes the formation, changes the approach, and Louisville dominates Indy really, truly in this game. Goals in the first half from Elijah Winder and in the second half from Cameron Lancaster, both assisted by Oscar Jimenez, his first two assists of the season. And Louisville defeats Indy for the second time this year. They have bested their rivals in their two meetings, once in Indianapolis and now once in Louisville. Tonight's final score, Louisville City 2, Indy 11-0. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show comes your way next. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. 
because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Del Piccolo. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome into this post-game show, which is presented to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Tonight's final score brought to you by the Gorski Law Office, Louisville City 2, Indy 11, nothing. Louisville ends their three-game losing streak with a thorough professional victory over their rivals from up I-65. And with that Louisville City win, you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location tomorrow to redeem your free small frosty. Be sure to show the club's social media posts for redemption. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield here. And by the way, if you hear some loud booms in the background, there are post-game fireworks tonight, so don't be alarmed. This Louisville City win, a terrific one, and just what they needed, Casey Whitfield, after a three-game losing streak, after not scoring multiple goals since mid-June and only three times previously this season, Danny Cruz, ahead of this game, makes a key signing. Kyle Adams, who played terrifically tonight in a debut from the start as a center back. He changes the formation to a back five with three center backs. 
and he changes the approach, the game plan for Louisville City. No longer were they trying to dominate possession, which they've done frequently this year. They instead said, Indy, you can have the ball. When we win it, we will be threatening going forward. And it played out exactly as Danny Cruz scripted it, I think, tonight. Well, and I don't think we would have ever imagined us saying with only, what, 32% possession, Louisville City dominated the game, which it's unheard of because typically you think, oh, the team that has the ball is the team that is dominating. They are the better team. That was not the case. Louisville City had their game plan, and they forced Indy 11 into their game plan. Like you said, they said, okay, you work the ball around the back. We're going to sit in patiently. We're going to wait for you to make a mistake or wait until you play it exactly where we want you to. We're going to turn you over, and then we're going to get forward quickly with numbers and get in the attack. And it could not have worked out any better. I think this is the best game of the season. I think this formation and this style is what this team needs. Maybe not in years past, but this is not years past. What we did in years past clearly did not work for us this season. This works. This was great. We, I, in previous games, after I've, I've thought about you know what player played well and it's been tough picking it out, I don't think I could tell you what player played bad tonight. Everyone was great across the board, and I think the big standout performances to me, Oscar Jimenez, absolutely incredible. His name hasn't been called much this season. He had to take on a new role because there have he's getting older, and that's just what happens. But he stepped up tonight, was huge. Lancaster was amazing last night uh, tonight i thought he was great Omi in a new role Tellefson, best game i think he's he's played in kyle adams again has he been a part of this team all season i don't know maybe because the way he played it sure seems like he has you mentioned oscar jimenez his two assists his first two of the season for a player that is second all time for louisville city in that category that just goes to show what kind of night it was for him and he was awarded tonight's len family sports vision and training man of the match award For future reference, you can vote on that award every single Louisville City game. In about the 75th minute, the poll opens on Twitter at twitter.com slash City. And oh, by the way, tonight's 2-0 scoreline was a Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet for Louisville City. A clean game calls for a healthy, clean smile. For Lou City, that is their 10th clean sheet of the season. All 10 for Oliver Zimla, the rookie goalkeeper out of Marshall. And that puts Louisville City back to the top. They are tied with Pittsburgh in terms of total clean sheets this season. And for Zimla, he continues to near the rookie record for clean sheets by a goalkeeper. That was last set by John McCarthy several years back, a player now with LAFC of Major League Soccer. Casey mentioned some of those statistics. The one that jumps out, 32% possession for Louisville City. And don't let that fool you into thinking that Indy controlled the game. This was the tempo and the pace and the style that Louisville clearly wanted. Out of that 32% possession, Louisville with 14 shots, five of them on target, including the two goals. Indy, conversely, could only generate five shots, none of which were on target. No saves to be made tonight for Oliver Zimla in goal for Louisville City. Eight corners for Lou City, seven for Indy. They hit about three in the final moments of the game when Louisville was just seeing it out two to nothing. Foul total, 27 fouls called, 15 called against Louisville City, but the bookings were all one way. We had over the course of the game four World of Beer yellow cards all shown to Indy 11 players. Dambrot, Quinn, Dispay, and Budati laid on Eunice Budati with that final World of Beer yellow card. 
a complete victory tonight, I think, for Louisville City. Both ends of the field, they were the better team. Both ends of the field, they got exactly what they wanted. My question to you, Casey, can Louisville now carry this forward? They've stemmed the tide of the losing. They come out before a season-high crowd tonight of 13,248 and put that three-game losing streak in the rearview mirror. Can they carry this new formation, this new game plan, this new system, which includes the newcomer Kyle Adams? Can they translate that into wins going forward after tonight? I think they have to, and I I think they're fully capable of it, especially against a team that, like Indy 11 coming in, I think they were on a three-game winning streak. They were coming off a huge win against Pittsburgh, so a a team that was confident, a rivalry game, they were able to do this in as well. And so I I think they're going to have to figure out a way to continue this momentum. We saw last game it was – the best they had played offensively so far in the season, especially in the second half. And they built upon that and were able to bring that into this game. And so now I think they're going to take what they were able to do here and build on it. And I think, the, like I talked about at halftime, I still think the biggest thing they need to build on is keeping possession off of turnovers. When they turn the ball over, connecting out of pressure, and that's going to then take it to the next level. So I think the system works well. I think... The formation works well because you've got such talented outside backs. This gave them so much freedom to get forward. There was a lot more fluidity amongst the team. You've got a team full of leaders. Why not let them be leaders? Let them be the professional soccer players they are and trust their instincts out on the field. And that's what they've done with this formation, with this style. It's an important win timing-wise for Louisville City as well. This is the final game of the month of July for them. They hit the road next time for a trip to Tulsa. But then they'll return home for three of the next four games. So in total, if you want to just look at it totally, in the month of August, three of five games in August are at home against Charleston, Rio Grande Valley, and Oakland. And that is important, Casey, because this is something that's not gotten a lot uh, enough conversation uh, for Louisville City so far this summer. The month of September is going to be arduous for Louisville City. They play six games in the month. Five of those six are on the road. They only play one home game against San Diego on September 16th. So five of six games in September on the road. If Louisville City is going to make a charge up the Eastern Conference standings, which they still hope to do, they're going to have to make some hay in the month of August with these three of the next five all at home. So a key win in the losing streak, a key win emotionally to get the good feelings back around the team and in the locker room, but also a key win just simply in the timing of the season, looking ahead to that big road trip in September. Yeah, this, like we were talking about before, is kind of a make-or-break moment. If they were able to get a win, it's not only going to lift their spirits. The fans were great tonight. They were in it. It lifted their spirits. It was a positive thing going forward. But if this was a loss, you just felt like it was going to kind of be a downward spiral from then on. So this game truly, truly, truly a turning point, not only from a schedule standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, I think, as well. Racing Louisville also in action tonight. We'll look at uh, their game when we return after this break. Louisville City victorious tonight by a final of 2 to nothing over the Indy 11 in the rivalry. They end the three-game losing streak. This is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show. Hi, if you are 16 years of age or older and drive a car and like you to listen closely to this commercial, notice anything unusual, anything out of the ordinary? Well, if you're a smart motorist and I believe that you are, you will have grasped that I'm going entirely too fast, much, much too fast. And you are no doubt asking yourself, why such a high rate of speed? Perhaps you even find this commercial annoying. But when you're behind the wheel, going too fast isn't just annoying. It's dangerous. Not just to you, but to everyone on the road. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please, obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. 
Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions, from the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Danny Cruz, head coach of your Louisville City FC. Keep it tuned to ESPN 680 and 105.7 all year for your coverage of our 2023 season. Welcome back to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post Game Show after Louisville City was triumphant tonight over Indy 11 by a final score of 2 to nothing. Elijah Winder and Cameron Lancaster, your goal scorers tonight, both assisted by tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. That was Oscar Jimenez. Racing Louisville currently in action. They are in Texas, down in Houston. A very hot one down there. And they currently trail at 1 to nothing. Ebony Salmon, the goal scorer in the first half for Houston, and racing still behind. It's not the end of the world if they were to lose this game with about 15 minutes to go because they have made so much of their Challenge Cup game so far, winning all four prior to this. They still have the opportunity in their next Challenge Cup game next weekend at Kansas City to forge their way into the semifinal of this tournament. But this certainly a, a setback, if only a minor one, for Racing Louisville if it finishes with this one to nothing score. But still plenty of time, Casey, with about 13 minutes to go in that game down in Houston. Yeah, the, this racing team is not out of it by any means. They are such a fun electric team to watch offensively. It's a very hot one down in Houston. We think it's hot here. It is just as hot about hotter down there. So the players having to battle not only being on the road after a long game, but also playing in this heat. They're a team that is so resilient. They're so fun to watch. They've been able to create some opportunities, but they just haven't been able to capitalize on them. 96 degrees currently down in Houston, Texas, and they just had a water break down there for racing Louisville. They're on the road next week. We mentioned it, Kansas City in the Challenge Cup. That would currently, as that score stands, be a very significant game to determine racing's fate if they can go on to the semifinal. They're not at home until August 19th. That is a regular season game against Angel City, 7.30 on a Saturday night here at Lynn Family Stadium. We had the Fill the Fam game tonight with 13,248 in attendance for Lou City. That is the Fill the Fam game for Racing Louisville. Goal hitting 10,000-plus for the first time for Racing Louisville in their history. I would imagine some of the World Cup players will be back by then. Uh, it's going to be 
a little bit of a homecoming for them on August 19th. So get your tickets now, racingloufc.com slash tickets. The phone number 502 Lou City. Fill the fam, hoping for 10,000-plus on August 19th against Angel City. And the way this team is playing right now, this young, up-and-coming, talented racing Louisville team, Casey, they deserve that kind of fan support. They absolutely do. And if you are still unsure about this team, just watch the World Cup. Like we talked about at halftime, six goals, twice as many than any other club in the world are racing Louisville players. That is phenomenal. We've been seeing this. We know about it. We've been trying to talk about it, trying to get people out there. You got to come and watch them play. They are so fun to watch. They are so talented. They are, it's just a great team overall just a great team so if you haven't bought tickets you better buy them because you need to come a final thought tonight from you on danny cruz he's taken a lot of criticism this year from some of the fans understandably i think from the fans perspective because this has been arguably the lowest point the louisville city has ever had in their history losing three straight regular season games only the second three game losing streak in league play first one came back in the final three games of the inaugural season in 2015 but Danny Cruz goes out, makes a transaction this week, brings in Kyle Adams, gets rid of Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa in what is effectively a trade. It's not called that in the USL, but it's effectively a trade. And he comes out today and completely changes it up. Starts Adams in his debut, goes to a back five. I think the coaching quality of Danny Cruz was put on display tonight, and his new game plan worked to perfection. This is exactly what he hoped to see. It played according to his script on his terms, and Louisville City is able to take a 2 nothing win. Well, and, I mean, I would never want to be a head coach. I just – that's the pressure that you're put under. And, and the thing is, too, which we've talked about a lot, is the same players were coming back. Why wasn't it working? Why wasn't the system working? What was different? Because we had the same players. Why was it different? And so he really sat there, looked at the team, looked at the personnel, realized where the weaknesses were, was able to bring in the people that needed to be brought in and flip the script completely in a week's time, which I'm sure the players had a couple days off because they needed it. So give it less than a week's time. He was able to implement this in training, get the players all on board, get the staff all on board. And, I mean, I think it worked flawlessly. So if you had any question about, oh, well, is he actually a good coach? Is he a good fit? Yes. Look at what he was able to do with this team, how he was able to change everything, come up with a new game plan that fit the players that he has this year and the way the players are playing this year. It's a road trip next week for Louisville City. They head to Tulsa, FC Tulsa at 1 OK Field in Oklahoma. We know that's a baseball field. We'll see exactly how this back five, if he goes to it again, Danny Cruz, how that plays on that narrow baseball field next week. It is a Friday night game at 9 o'clock Louisville time in Oklahoma. We will have our coverage here on ESPN 680 and 105.7 starting at 845 that night. Next home game for Louisville City the week after that. It is Wednesday, August 9th at 8 o'clock against the Charleston Battery here at Lynn Family Stadium. LouCity.com slash tickets are 502 Lou City. That'll do it for us tonight. Again, Louisville City victorious this evening over Indy 11. They take home the rivalry trophy that the fans have created in the rivalry between these two sides. They won in May. They win again today. And this one, arguably the biggest win of the season for Louisville City. I think certainly the biggest win of the season. Completely changes the narrative surrounding this team. And that new game plan working out perfectly for Danny Cruz. The final tonight, 2 to nothing in favor of Louisville City over in the 11. Don't forget Soccer City coming up on Thursday night, every Thursday night on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7. We have myself and Benton Newman at 6 o'clock every Thursday evening, so look forward to that this week as well. 
For Casey, for Spence, back in our ESPN Louisville studios, I'm Jeff saying so long from Lynn Family Stadium where 13,248 were on hand, a season-high crowd to watch Louisville City dispatch the Indy 11 by a final score of 2 to nothing. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. We will talk to you next week when Louisville travels to Tulsa. Until then, so long. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG and E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 